This week on Nintendo Main, we're talking Xeno. Oh, wait, hold on. I don't have enough winding gears. Let me salvage for a minute. All right, we're going to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And we have an interview with Janet Garcia of Nerd Much, an article writer, to talk about sexism in video games. I learned what the hell a Xenoblade is. And is that the same poppy that's on YouTube? Welcome to Nintendo Main, episode 99, our big Xenoblade episode. Next week, on the 15th of December, we will have our live show at 11 o'clock Central Time, 11 a.m. Central Time, on y- on YouTube slash Fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. Make sure you, uh, you know, get on there and say hi to us or something, if you can do that. I don't know. This is our first live show. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we won't have any sort of crazy, uh, you know, problems. Hopefully, it won't like be one of those that doesn't start till like one or something, because we have all this shit to deal with. But yeah, that's planned for 11 Central, so, you know, be there for that. And of course, if you miss it, you'll be able to catch it later, because it should automatically be put on YouTube, and I'll put it on, you'll have it on your podcast app as well later, you know, just the audio version. But yeah, make sure and check that out. Anyway, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, Gina Tech Finish Johnson. I'm John, camping out for Serial Knitter. I'm Jeremy. Come on, come on, Mikowski. <laughs> this is the power of the Monado. Oh, wait, this is a different game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, we're here for a big 99th episode for Xenoblade. Let's do our opening as we normally do. What have we been buying and what have we been playing? I'll start off because I haven't bought anything. Um, I didn't buy anything this week because I'm kind of in the dumps money-wise uh, my past You bought months. Xenoblade? Yeah, I bought Xenoblade last week, though. <laughs> before I bought it earlier before it came out, so... I, I got that, but uh, aside from that, I haven't got anything. I really want to get Nine Parchments, which there's a demo out for that. It's like a isometric co-op action RPG, like a Gauntlet or X-Men Legends or Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's like those type of games. You can play it online, too. It's four-player. It's a lot of fun. You, you, I guess you're like... I played the demo, which is like you're in wizard school, like uh, Harry Potter, but you know you can shoot spells and stuff. It's the kind of game, the game that I like, and it's... Uh, the game I want to play with uh, with Jess, for sure. So I like to get that one whenever I get cash. And also uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Both of those are on my list. But I just haven't been able to purchase it because, you know, rent week and bills and stuff like that. I had to take care of. So hopefully by next week, I'll be able to get a couple of those. But uh, what do you guys got for the week? Anything? I also bought nothing. Yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been uneventful over here. Well, what have you played, though, for the week? Aside from... Uh, well, Rocket you, League. We, yeah. I know you play a lot Rocket of Rocket League. League. Rocket yeah. League. Yeah. You're getting your money's worth out of that game, John. I love that game. It's yeah. great. I've basically only been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and uh, I played a little bit of that uh, demo, of Nine Parchments demo. Actually, Jess and I played two-player uh, golf on Golf Story on Monday. That was fun. Was it fun? Yeah, she got the hang of it pretty good, and she actually destroyed me. Like, the first time we tied, and then the second time she beat me really badly, and then the second time, and the third time I beat her really badly. She tied, but, she tied you the first time she ever played? Yeah, we both tied the first time because I wow. kind of forgot how to play it. But then she got really good at it, and she won, like, because we played match play, and she did, mm-hmm. like, six holes in a row, like, on the second one. You know, I couldn't really come back from that. And then on the th- and then on the third one, it kind of, like, she won the first two, and then I think I won, like, the next, like, four after that. But she got really, really good on that second one. But, yeah, th- we just did the regular two-player quick play on there, and it was it was fun. 
That's cool. cool. I've never actually played multiplayer on that yet, so got to do that for a while. I'm hoping to, uh, for like the next like couple of weeks, I want to just try to play through all the 2017 games that I haven't got through yet. So I'm going to try to like play more Golf Story and like Mummy Demastered and like all this other shit. Sonic. I'm going to try to play through a lot of those 2017 indies, indie games that I didn't finish. So that's my that's my plan before our episode 102 when we give our uh, game of the year stuff. But uh, what did you get, Jeremy? I bought some stuff. Uh, I bought weird stuff, though, for the most part. Well, not weird, but you know, weird, not directly. <laughs> weird stuff is great. I, I come here for weird stuff. That's the whole reason I come here to talk to you I guys hope, every I week. hope everyone else is here for the weird stuff, because I got some weird stuff. Weird stuff right, is the so best. I bought Xenoblade, of course, but like you said, I purchased that last week as a uh, pre-purchase, yeah. so it'll be Pre-load. ready to rock on Thursday night. But uh, I also bought a... Uh, I may have spoken about it previously. I bought an HD adapter for my GameCube. I'm kind of excited about that. But, but this is one isn't going to fry your GameCube, right? This is like right. Supposedly version. this one, the uh, design flaw has been repaired, and it won't fry my GameCube. This is so. the Mach 2 version, right? Or Mach 3 or however, however many Yeah, this is done. the version. This is like the third version, I think. Yeah, so Mach 3. This is the yeah, Mach 3. GameCube HD Mach 3. So, I mean, I paid a pretty penny for it. This is one of my experimental purchases like I've made in the past. I just like doing that once in a while, I guess taking a risk and hoping something cool comes out of it. Uh, my GameCube dying would not be cool. So let's hope no. that's not what happens. Yeah. But, but say, uh, the, the, I'm still taking a risk for the for the hope of like getting some good footage of uh, GameCube games and uh, also Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games yeah, I'm as like, a result. I'm sure those Game Boy Advance games will look great. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean... I mean, the Game Boy Player well, wasn't in Progressive Scan. I know that. But who, who knows? Like how We'll see how well this works. That's true. And that's... That's a good point that you bring up, but uh, we'll see. It's it's I'm taking a shot in the dark here, and uh, we'll see how it works. But uh, I bought that, and I bought uh, I bought this game that uh, I went down the rabbit hole on YouTube. First off, I want to say I only spent about three dollars on this, including shipping. But uh, some video showed up on YouTube randomly in my uh, suggested feed. Hold on, before I before I say that, one th- one other thing I bought that I forgot. I bought another amiibo. Who'd you get? Oh, have you opened you it got- yet? I actually bought Bayonetta. Oh, I have Bayonetta. Yeah, I bought Bayonetta, the Smash Brothers version. Have you Uh, opened it? Somebody on the NBC group said, hey, Bayonetta's on sale for $7 on Amazon. And she was. So I just, like, impulse bought it because I was one of Bayonetta Amiibo. Which one one is it? Is it the Player 1 or Player 2? Aren't there two different ones? Let me go grab it. This one. I think that's the same one that I got. Okay, yeah, that's the one I got. Um, It was super cheap. So I just kind of impulse bought it. Are you going to keep? I did. Are you going to keep it in the box, or do you want to open it live like we used to? <laughs> do I guess I could. O- I guess I can open one live. Fuck it. We Let's could do an it. audio unboxing of Amiibo. We haven't done that in a while. We've never done it on video. Well, I mean, nobody will see it. <laughs> sure. I mean, nobody- those of you without yeah. video, Jeremy is well, I mean- tearing open a box which contains an Amiibo. The cards off. The va- the value is halved. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to see this on video, so it's a... Uh... At this point, there's no point in showing anything else. I mean, she's she's open. Let's listen to some of that plastic over the microphone. There it is. There, there. Smells like plastic out of a factory. Smells like Bayonetta. That's cool. Yeah, I got that it's one. Cool. It says, says Sega on the bottom. I didn't know Bayonetta was a Sega game. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that, but still. Well, I mean, it's a... Is it? <laughs> it's not... It's a uh, what do you call it? Uh, platinum game. Platinum games. I yeah. think Sega published it, right? They must have. Says, says Sega on the bottom. Yeah, it does. It, well, it says Nintendo also. It says Nintendo Sega. Weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it was a Sega game either. And I played through Bayonetta one. 
and through half of Bayonetta 2. Never finished it. But whenever Bayonetta 3 comes out, I'll do a stream of it or something. But yeah, now I have a Bayonetta Amiibo, so that's cool. I'm going to try it on Odyssey and see what happens. But, <laughs> but anyway, back to my original Let's see story. if it gives you any witch Sorry time. For, for the interruption. But So I was watching... So on YouTube, this random video showed up. I just happened to click on it, and it was uh, it was about uh, strange Game Boy Advance games, which I'm always a fan of finding out about. You know, Game Boy Advance games I missed because there are a lot of games released for that, and uh, I've missed a lot of them. I don't know all of them. Well, this was a Max Payne port that had been made back in 2003, I think. Well, it it contained a lot of vocal dialogue. And the reason they were able to do that is because they had an extra chip in the cartridge. Uh, it was made by Codemasters, actually, the same people that made that Treasure Island Dizzy game I've talked about before. And yeah. Line of Spacehead and all that. Well, Codemasters, oh, and they made the Game Genie, too. They also made this other game, which is a, an American Idol game that came out in 2003. And uh, it just looks hilarious. Like, I, they show a brief clip of it in that video, and I end up looking it up on YouTube and seeing a bunch of videos of it, and it just cracked me up. Like, I was laughing my ass off. So I decided to buy it kind of on impulse. Once again, impulse buy, but it was only three bucks. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> it didn't break the bank at all. I'm going to definitely make a video about that when I get it, and uh, you'll get a better idea of what this is like when you watch my video, or if you don't want to wait, just look up American Idol uh, Game Boy Advance. Look that up on YouTube, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's hilarious. It's kind of like a rhythm it's, game, right? Sort of? It's it's a rhythm game, uh, but, you know, a singing rhythm game. So based on how badly you play, it affects the pitch of the character that's singing, yeah. who is also like the character itself is like a really badly full. It's pol- fully polygonal. So it's 3D, but it's a really bad, like really low res. Uh, like I'm watching it right now. She looks like one of those Bratz dolls like kids have. But oh, yeah. It was like thrown in the garbage disposal. Yeah. Yeah. But like completely destroyed, like the face is well, all messed yeah. up. Yeah. Well, what's great is there's a female and male vocal for every song too, so you'll get a like you kind of sort of choose your character, and then you can see the variations of each song. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's a I'm gonna it's gonna be a blast of the past because it's gonna be songs from the early 2000s. So we get to hear stuff like "Live in La Vida Loca." Well, that was from the late 90s, but we get to hear that. We get to hear like some Smash Mouth, some other stuff from like All Star. <laughs> And uh, I'll do a video about it, but uh, yeah, it just it looked hilarious, and I was like, I'm gonna buy it, and then I was like, wait, it's three bucks. Hold on, let me think. Oh yeah, wait, I'll just buy it. Yeah, three dollars, totally the way to go. Is that all you guys got for the week then? Yep. Cool. Let's jump into the news. There's not there's not a whole lot of news, but there's a couple things worth mentioning. I want to make the news kind of quick because we do have an interview later, at, at right before our Xenoblade Chronicles part. So I want to make the news kind of quick. But uh, there seems to be a lot of rumors about this. Um, Bandai Namco thing that's going on. Have you guys seen any of that stuff? Oh, right. They're having a... They're supposed to announce, like, what is it, like, eight new games? Or how many games is it? Well, we talked about it last year, but yeah, or last year. We talked about it last week, but there is going to be a show on the 15th while while, during our live show, so, you know, watch ours and then watch theirs. But uh, apparently they're going to show some games there. And uh, there's there's some rumors going around about, uh, I guess people are saying that there's a possible Dark Souls collection coming out for uh, Switch. I mean, that's what people oh say. Goodness. The uh, mm. the post that I have saved for, saved for it now says not available. So it may, <laughs> it may have been taken off already. But that's a rumor that people are saying. But uh, what's not a rumor is a little game called Mega Man 11 has been announced for the Switch. I hope you guys have seen that trailer. I've seen that. It basically looks a lot like... Uh, 
Mighty Number no. Nine, unfortunately, which sucks. I kind of wish they would have stuck to the eight bit Mega Man, or at least like do like a Super Nintendo Mega Man. But regardless, it's Capcom. It's on the Switch, you know. So at least they're making some more games for the system. That's always good. Kind of reminds me. The look reminds me of the one that was on PlayStation. What was that, Mega Man? seven or eight the one on mega man i think the one you're talking about is eight eight right right seven was on super nintendo where all the uh all the enemies before you'd fight them they'd have like a little sound clip they'd like say something to you right right yeah i kind of heard the rumors going around that there was going to be a mega man announcement and it got me really excited for a a, finally a, a proper 3d mega man which i don't think we ever really got i guess the mega man legends People have said were pretty cool, but they're pretty different from the core series. Oh yeah, those those are the three D ones that were on uh, sixty four. Well, Mega, Mega Man Legends right. one was on sixty four later, called Mega Man sixty four. I got to be honest, though, after Mega Man nine and ten, which were both cool, I was ready for something completely different, and I wanted it to be a full proper three D Mega Man game. That yeah, would just, but like, blow my mind. Yeah, none of those were really that great, though. Oh, you mean like two yeah. D, or do you mean like two D poly- polygonal? No, I mean, I mean like if we could finally get a Mega Man that's, that that feels like a, a traditional Mega Man game, but it's but a three D universe. Finally, made it the jump into a three D. I don't know how they do it, but I don't either. You know. So fast paced. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think the best ones were the two D ones. So it's kind of like hard to. Uh, I think it's better to keep it in two D. But I mean, I, I'm not really a huge fan of the art style that they're going with here. I would prefer the, that they went to like the sixteen bit one. But I, I really it's like kind of bland to me. Yeah, I really like Mega Man Nine and Ten, like those, especially Nine. Like I thought Nine was really good. I played, I played through all of that. I, I played through part of Ten, but I didn't finish. Uh, didn't make it through Doctor Wily's Castle. But those are both fun, and uh, hopefully this one is good. You know, are you saying that the new design looks bland? Yeah, the new design looks bland. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it looks great, but at least, uh, like I said, at least there's another game from Capcom coming out for the Switch. And then all the Mega Man X games are coming, right? Are they doing, is there a Mega Man X collection coming to Switch? I think I might have saw that somewhere. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? So there's like just a, a deluge of uh, Mega Man games coming our way. Well, that's good. I mean, hopefully Revelation's sold enough for them to take notice of the system but uh speaking of other stuff that came to the system out of nowhere uh, wwe 2k18 came out today for the switch there's a Woo! there's a 60 dollar version and there's an 80 dollar version even there's a deluxe That's version awesome. that you can get on there i don't know if i'll pay full price for it but i do really want to play it if any of you guys caught my uh my video my retro revival video that i made of uh WCW versus NWO. The intro of it has a uh, has some stuff from WWE 2K18 in there, mostly just some uh, glitches because there's some pretty funny glitches in it. So <laughs> at the very beginning of it, I have that on there. But I, I want to play it just because, just from playing a WCW versus NWO like made me uh, yearn for old great wrestling games like back in the day. So I hope to play it at some point. I don't know if I can get it for sixty bucks, especially because what I've seen they say it's not the best port in the world and like all the characters look pretty bad supposedly it's close to like a 30 gig download it's like a 26 28 gig download I guess so uh yeah seeming seeming pretty big but who knows I mean I don't know I'm interested in it maybe if I can get a deal on Amazon or it goes cheaper later maybe I'll get a physical copy of it or something yeah I was thinking about getting it too just because after we talked about uh WCW last week I was like, man, I haven't played a good wrestling game in a long time. So I haven't. But, uh, yeah, I think the last, I think the last wrestling game I played, like of non-hacky ones, mm-hmm. I got a WWE. What was it? Unleashed something? It was a, it was the GameCube one. Whatever the last GameCube was. I, w- I want to say No Mercy, but that was a '64 one. This WWE Day of Reckoning was the last one that I bought for GameCube, which has the most hilarious cover of all time. That was the last one I got. But uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to try the new game and just see how it looks. But yeah, if it's not that good of a port, I don't know. Especially for 60, and definitely not 80. I'm wondering what that comes with for the deluxe version. Probably like extra 
something. I don't know. Hopefully it's not like extra characters or different outfits. But uh, another news thing, which I think is, uh, I thought was pretty crazy. Uh, did you see that Monolith Soft said that they wanted to bring Xenoblade Chronicles X to the Switch? And you guys catch that? Uh-uh. That just kind of no. made that just kind of made me sad because I'm like, I don't want to. I mean, I like that game, but I've, I've put like 130 hours into that game. I don't want to start over I again. Start over. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to not only pay for it again, but have to start over again. Yeah, I mean, I'm determined to beat that game eventually, but yeah, it's I, there's no way I can start that game again with all the time that I put in there. And I don't even want to. I don't even want to make another character. I want my character that I have to to somehow win in that game. Yeah, I'm attached to my character and his. His goatee. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that seems to be... Uh, I think that's the most, most of the news that I got for this week. Is there anything uh, anything I missed? Or what's the... Uh, let's let's look at the releases real quick. It was... Uh, today's Mr. Iwata's birthday. Is it? It would have been his 58th birthday, yeah. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, oh, yeah. Iwata. Hopefully you're uh, somehow overseeing our podcast. I know he's overseeing everything now after, after he's died. I mean, he lives in our Switches. Yeah, so he's overseeing it in some way. So uh, our releases for the week are uh, Neo Geo, Top Hunter, Roddy, and Kathy. I don't know. We should look up what that is. <laughs> uh, Caveman Warriors, Christmas Night, Christmas Night Archery, Yikes. Dimension Drive, Embers of Miram, Human Fall Flat, Nine Parchments, that's already out, Phantom Breaker, Battlegrounds Overdrive, Riptide GP, Oh, Slain Back from Hell, I remember seeing that. That one looked cool. I was kind of interested in Human Fall Flat. That looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a puzzle type game involving... Uh, yeah. Humans like a physics flat. puzzle game. Seems like you got to launch these little not stick figure guys, but kind of like bland little characters around and watch them suffer. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah, touch battle tank SP slain back from hell. Plantera dimension drive. Sexy brutal. There's phantom breaker overdrive. Yeah, human fall flat. Floor kids. Oh yeah, floor kids. Do you remember that? It was in the uh, in Indie Direct, like the break floor dancing. kids. Yeah, the break dancing uh, rhythm game. I like that it's 1990, not a. 1999. <laughs> this is the price. They like took nine cents off there for you. The Floor Kids, it's like some sort of weird uh, dancing thing. Let's see what it says here. Floor Kids is a new breakdance battle game featuring unique freestyle gameplay, rhythm challenges, and multiplayer sessions. Discover stylized hand-drawn graphics by award-winning animator John John, set to an original soundtrack by world-renowned Scratch DJ producer Kid Koala. Innovative controls allow you the freedom to play the way you like with a dynamic scoring system that rewards your moves based on musicality originality and style bring it build up your crew of b-boys and b-girls unlocking new characters and locations as you cross the city bousting hundreds of different moves and countless combinations on your journey from the corner to the club <laughs> yeah no i remember seeing that from the nindies thing there's also yodanji it's uh some sort of zelda-esque looking thing tesla grad red game riptide vostok Embers of Miram, jeez, Plague Road, Gunbird, Tennis in the Face. Should win something for best title. Anyway, there's like 20 more games coming out this week, and uh, we probably won't get any of them, though. But maybe Floor Kids. Supposedly, you're supposed to be, according to Reddit, you're supposed to be able to preload ukulele tonight, but I don't see anything on the eShop. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah, ukulele's next week on the 14th. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure we'll mention that on the live show if either of us get it. I mean, I don't know if I want to pay for it. I won't. But... I'm not paying 40 bucks for it if that's what it costs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I might. I probably won't get it. But maybe. <laughs> Just uh, uh, we'll, we'll wait to see what people say about it when it comes out. That's maybe. that's what I'm thinking about on that one. But uh, if that's uh, if that's the news for the week, let's go into Xeno. Let's get into Blade. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. I heard there's a rumor that, um, well, Nintendo put out a tweet about be sure to watch the Game Awards. And so people were 
were speculating that some kind of announcement is going to happen from Nintendo at the Game Awards. Yeah, no, I didn't and, see that. Is that the um? That's the Spike one, right? Like the Game Awards that are always bad and incorrect. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that are all produced. They're all like presented by Chick Quattro or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Mach 4 yeah I, I never paid any attention to those games because most of them are pretty shitty or those game shows but I mean Nintendo has been on them in the past before so didn't didn't right. wasn't that the first time we ever saw uh, Breath of the Wild was on that yes when they did yeah. that video with uh, Ionuma and uh, Miyamoto so, that's true so yeah maybe I heard, so. I heard I did hear from a I don't remember if it was a YouTube video or a podcast or what. I can't remember what it was, but that Nintendo was giving out a bunch of passes to this event. Oh. So that was what was kind of giving like credence to this rumor that they were going to announce something, or at least show something off at the event. Oh, I see. Hmm. Yeah, so um, so they would want to get people around it. Oh, and there's also rumors. People are thinking that there's going to be a, a Xenosaga HD also. The uh, do you remember Xenosaga? It was a PlayStation Two game. I actually bought the game when I had it when I first got my PS Two. I got it because I wanted to play an RPG on PS Two, and I ended up not liking the game and returning it to uh, GameStop. Well, uh, trading it back in. So hopefully, maybe I'll like it better. But uh, the main character from that, Cosmos, is in the Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which is interesting. So you do have that. So I don't know. I'd like them. They should do a Xenogears thing. That was a PlayStation One game that I always kind of wanted to play. It's apparently, the same people who do Xeno Xenoblade. So. I'd check that out if it was on there. I don't know. When it, do you know when the awards show is, John? I don't you? know. Let me look it up real quick. Let's see. What is it called? Like the VGAs? It's just called the Game Awards, which I I take issue with. It's just like some TV network made this show, and they're speaking for like the entire in- industry, you know? It's on, I, I, it's I, on tomorrow at 5.30. Tomorrow at 5.30. Mic- oh, Microsoft 5.30 your time, uh, 7.30 my time. Oh, maybe I should go down there. You should go. It's at the Microsoft Theater. I probably should. Oh, if you could actually get in there, you should totally go. You could be our uh, our correspondent from. Correspondent. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm working tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I can go. Yeah, I'm. I'm not working tomorrow. I might watch it. If, if I have you time. don't go, PUBG's going to win Game of the Year. <laughs> no, <laughs> PUBG's not even <laughs> PUBG's not even a game yet. It's still it's just not a, has it doesn't even have an official release right. It's still just a demo. Well, I mean, it's the coming. Beta. Isn't it coming out for Xbox One or something? I don't know. I know I, I've heard people talk about that PUBG should be game of the year, but it's a it's still beta. Like nobody's even reviewed it yet. Should not get game of the year. That's that's how I feel. I don't know. I, I've never played the game and never will. So I don't know. Don't ask me. But I guess yeah, people are into that. You know, people who do online PC games or whatever. There's a, there's like people who have had their whole careers made by that game already. Yeah, it's only been out for a year. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, dude, uh, Doctor Discontent, I think is his name. He's like a famous Twitch streamer. I was hoping his PUBG. name was. Uh, I hope his name was uh, Doctor Discontinued. That's, uh, no. <laughs> that's that's what he'll be uh, when PUBG's done, right? But he's just a guy that's really good at the game. That's done like a YouTube sh- or uh, Twitch streams of it, and he got like really famous from it. And he just got like Twitch streamer of the year. Like he got an award for it and all this crap. Yeah, that's that's another like yeah, that's a category from Game Awards, right? It's like number one YouTuber, number one uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the uh, main issue that I have with the Game Awards is that there's they're not like a governing body of the industry that's coming together to make these decisions or whatever. Like the Academy Awards, you know, these are all the industry professionals coming together under the Motion Picture Academy, so it makes sense. But the Game Awards is from Spike TV. Like, yeah, they have any authority, you know. Well, I mean, I it's know. like it's like the MTV Movie Awards, right? Like they had no authority yeah, on movies it's, it's whatsoever, but like they that. still had one. But 
But the MTV Movie Awards at least called themselves the MTV Movie Awards, not yeah. just the Movie Awards. <laughs> well, th- I mean, they're just they're the only one showing Game Awards, so they're kind of just getting up their own ass on it, you know? Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's no other network showing them. I mean, the only the only thing. Well, here's I'm just gonna read. I'm not gonna read all the categories, but the main one, the Game of the Year: uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, it is on there. Persona Five and Horizon Zero Dawn are there five. Uh... I own three of those five games. Wait, no, I own no, four you, of those. No, five. you own more than that. You own everything except for PUBG. I do. Which you don't even, which isn't even a game, so you don't have to buy it. You could just download it and then you don't own them. No, you have to pay for it. Do you? All right. Yeah. Yeah, it shows how much it's I like, know. It's like thirty bucks still. I almost did buy it about a week ago. I was, I just wanted to try it, but I'm glad I didn't because. Well, I mean, you'd probably probably get killed because a lot of people play it, but you know, whatever. And there's supposedly people that glitch it out that figure out how to like do better by like exploiting like programming errors and shit. Oh yeah, and they gotta play it on like the smallest amount of graphics or something to make it smoother, right? Something like I that. don't know. Low resolution. It's, it's unknown to me. Yeah, but I know it's battlegrounds. Yeah, we're all players unknown here. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's get out of this and get to the uh, topic of the week and our interview. So, you know, Jeremy and I bought a Xenoblade Chronicles 2, of course, for this week, uh, hoping to outdo our Xenoblade Chronicles X episode, which who knows. But what we have this week that we didn't have in that episode is we have a special guest to come on and talk about uh, stereotypes and uh, sexism and that type of thing in games. Because we can't get into Xenoblade before we talk about the crazy design of Pyra. So let's cut to that interview right now. All right, so this week we have uh, we have a special guest uh, on our show, uh, Janet. Say hello. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Well, can you uh, can you just uh, just do a plug for yourself real quick? We'll do it at the beginning and uh, probably at the end too. Just let me know like what do you do or what or what are you working on right now? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, once again, I'm Janet. Uh, my handle across my socials is Game Onesis. Um, so I do a YouTube channel um, under that name, uh, and mainly I write for Nerd Much. So you guys can find my work on there. You can follow me on Twitter and get any of my writing. Um, but yeah, so I do a YouTube channel that has just like, you know, gaming commentary on like things going on in the industry or um, just my own like things I've been playing or like, you know, I did a switch review case video, so stuff like that. Um, and then for Nerd Much, I do uh, mainly opinion pieces on things. So um, I just had a post go up on uh, the flaws I see in Super Mario Odyssey. I also have done stuff on like ARMS Twintelli. Um, I've done stuff on like Animal Crossing and and what the learning curve for that game is and just kind of random things uh, like that, just depending on what feels relevant to what's going on in games, but also what uh, I've been experiencing. That's basically what my writing looks like. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, what have you been playing lately on the Switch? For Switch, uh, I've been doing some of the post game in Odyssey uh, mainly because part of me wants to 100% it, but then I'm also like, yeah, maybe not. Uh, So I've been digging into that a little bit. 
Um, and other than that, that's basically it for Switch right now. Um, I just got, I'm playing through Batman, the Telltale series, uh, which is glitchy. So I don't yeah, know I've how heard. easily I can yeah. finish that. Uh, the game's amazing, but the glitches are like, literally can stop you from playing it. So, um, like I had a major one in episode four and I had to redo episode four, like two times and I'm still not through it. So, oh, wow. and that's not, <laughs> we'll see how that goes, um, that's not the one. Yeah, on the and Switch. then I'm also yeah, it's really really not cool. And then I was like talking to people about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's Telltale." And I'm like, "That can't be your thing. Like yeah. your thing cannot be like major errors in the coding." I'm also uh, I just started co-oping Lego City Undercover, so you know, getting that that uh, Lego GTA fix. Um, and those would be the main things I'm playing on Switch right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played a, I haven't played the Batman game yet, but all the uh, Telltale stuff that I played worked fine i don't know if that's a new thing of there but i have heard things about batman being weird and being glitchy i had so. a, i had an experience with the uh, uh back to the future game which I, I liked that game i thought it was a good game but i'm with you there was there was parts where it was just kind of glitchy like um the voices weren't in sync or or things would just pop into the frame all of a sudden so mm-hmm. yeah it seems like they kind of rush it a little bit at some points yeah i think it's the fact that like i was kind of reading about it and i think some people thought it might be because it's like on so many different platforms that like some things just got kind of lost in translation. But, um, but yeah, that sucks. Cause it's like, it's one of like the best games I've played, especially story driven. Mm. Um, and one of the best like Batman lore narratives I've experienced. Granted, I don't read a whole lot of the comics, but um, yeah, it's really good otherwise. So, you know, I wish they would just like patch that a bit, but you know, we'll see. Well, you heard that like they laid off like twenty percent of the company, right? Did you hear about that? With yeah. That telltale. Yeah. I hope that wasn't because of Batman, or I hope this isn't like coming from that. I guess that's that's crazy that uh that it happened. doesn't seem like it would fix the problem to get rid of a bunch of staff. <laughs> no. Maybe that's what created the problem. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm it's thinking. Really it's either bad. like one or the one or the other. It's either like a cause of, or they did that because I don't know. But yeah, that that sucks. That that's super glitchy like that. Lego City Undercover is pretty fun. I played that when it was on Wii U, and there wasn't a co-op on that. But it's it's a cool game. It's very much about like the old Lego toys, like you know when there was just like a space set and like a cop set, whatever you know before they got into all the license stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it feels it plays a lot like the I've seen part of one of the movies because uh, I was around like some kids that were watching it. Um, and I was like surprised at how funny it is. So, and I, I found the game to be like pretty entertaining as well. Um, it's like this really strange, like goofy humor that manages not to be like weirdly immature either. Um, so they, they do a good job balancing that. It's like surprisingly enjoyable, um, in terms of the writing. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been a solid, uh, campaign so far. I'm only about an hour in, but we'll see. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that game. Well, I wanted to talk, like, this This week is our big uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 episode, and uh, I just wanted to talk, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the elephant in the room, I guess, uh, Pyra, and, like, her design and all that stuff, and just, uh, I guess, you know, sexuality in, in games and that type of thing. Um, that, now, I, now, you told me that you haven't actually played the game yet, mm-hmm. uh, or you That not, is correct. Uh, you I have see- not played the game, but I have watched um, the first, like, 17 minutes, and I've, like, looked at some reviews and things, just to kind of get familiar with it sure and uh i think you told me uh you're just you're not into the to that uh, genre the the jrpgs yeah basically i've never really played one so um so i guess it's a little weird to say i'm not into it but i haven't really experienced them and, and they're such big games that I, i'm always intimidated by really large games because oh, sure i barely finished the like little eight hour 16 hour things i already take on so like even a game like pokemon is like huge to me even though it's only like you know 
maybe like 40 hours. It took me 80 to complete. So I'm also like a really slow paced gamer. So I'm like, whenever it's really big, I'm just like, mm, maybe, maybe not. Have you, have you played Zelda then? The <laughs> Breath of the Wild? I, I am working my way through Zelda. Yeah. I've conceded that I won't be able to finish it until like uh, summer. Cause um, I teach, you know, for like my, my like regular job. And it's just like too much time to like be able to finish it, but I'm too divine beast in. I'm 80 hours into the campaign. Okay, yeah, I yeah, because it's like let's think of big I, games. I'm like that game's huge. Yeah, take, I, yeah, take your time with that game. It's great. Like it doesn't yeah, need to be over been, yet. It's been really fun. Um, I did solve the puzzle for like I think my third divine beast, but it's like mm-hmm. I forgot which beast it is. It's like the camel one. Um, okay, I think. And the boss is like really powerful and I like couldn't do it. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not doing it right. And then I like looked up, you know, a guide just to see if I was mm. fighting the boss correctly. And they're like, all right, so you're going to want to put on like rubber pants and grab your master sword. I'm like, I don't have any of those things. Oh, so yeah. I just left and I'm like, I got to find all this stuff. And then I just haven't gone back since, but, but yeah. That's the lightning one, and, right? The one that's like the yeah. ultimate, yeah. the ultimate boss. Yeah. Was, trouble. Yeah. It was so hard. And I was Me like, too. Oh, maybe I'm not doing it right. And then I looked it up. I'm like, Nope, I, I'm just very, very weak. <laughs> yeah. Having the master sword. That really, was the really first helps. boss that I fought. And the last one that I defeated. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's a rough one. Oh, you started in the desert. Wow. I did. Oh, wow. How'd you yeah. get all the way over there? <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to get to. Uh, I don't remember. That was the first one that I found. And I think it was like 30 hours in or something like that. I hadn't even seen a divine beast. But yeah. Yeah, that was the third one that I did, and I just looked online and used the master sword for it. And it's a lot, it is a lot easier if you have that because, you know, it gets powered up like when you're fighting at any sort of boss for sure. But, uh, so, um, yeah, let's just, let's talk about the design of, uh, Pyra. Like one, one weird thing I found out about, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is, uh, that a lot of the art is done by different artists, so it's kind of like mm. doesn't all match, you know? That's why, weirdly enough, she looks a certain way, but other characters don't. And I don't know if you yeah. if you noticed in the game is that, like, some guys have, like, the big anime eyes and some people don't. <laughs> like, some of them yeah. look like... it's, like, well, super strange. It's weird, yeah, because some of them look like the characters from, like, the Uncounted Valley characters that you'd refer to them as in, uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like, some people look like that, but, like, some yeah. people look like these anime characters, too. So it's kind of like... And, it, and once you, like, unlock more of the um, blades, you know, you can look at, like, picture of art of them. And it says, like, who designed it and all that. And, like, everybody has a different artist and whatnot. So it's kind of like a lot of that. But, yeah, I'm not a super huge fan of uh, Pyra's design. And I don't know. I don't think it necessarily needs to be like that for the story. Like, I think she's mm-hmm. a strong character and all that from what I've seen. I've only played, like, maybe, like, I don't know, 15 hours, maybe 20 hours. I've noticed that the game, like... They kinda, there is a, there's a character that says she's taken a different form at one point early on. So I don't know. Maybe she took that form for a reason. We'll find out. But yeah, I don't know. Which character? Pyra. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, if Apparently you got, she used yeah. to occupy a different form. And you kind of find that early on in the conversation she has with someone else. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's also... Um, she's like... A, have you, I'm sure you've gotten to the part where she says like she's been reborn. I'm sure that's what you're meaning. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just got that last night. But well, I, no, I'm referring to a conversation she has like not long after she is introduced. Oh, okay. Because later in the game, they talk about how they like die and get reborn like without their memories or whatever. If like their master dies, some stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of, uh, I don't know, a, a lot of JRPGs, I guess, have that trope or whatever of the uh, mm-hmm. over sexualized characters. Like, uh, 
like Tifa from uh, Final Fantasy VII, you know, comes to mind, which I never really cared much for her, and I didn't really care for that design either, like even when I was in high school and all that. And same thing with like Laura Croft and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really, I didn't really care for the way that you know, I like, I, I, I grew to like it later. Like I like the newer games that they did of her and and all that type of stuff. But I don't know, just uh, talk about talk about some of the articles that you've written, or just uh, your perspective on that sort of thing. I mean, you you put mm-hmm. a really good thing on uh, Facebook on the NBC group, which I definitely liked because there was all this crazy crazy thing about like you know basically about pyra and like uh, stupid posts about boobies and stuff like that like my girlfriend's on there and she almost left and mm-hmm. i know some other girls were thinking about it too and i feel like it's definitely something we need to talk about like for about this game and just yeah know, for sure I, it's always uh interesting when stuff like this comes up too because so many people in the conversation might not be playing the game and that's always like i think a little bit awkward for for some gamers like mm-hmm. there's definitely a subsect of the community that's like hey, if you're not even playing this game, like, you shouldn't be talking about it. Like, you're not allowed to have an opinion if you don't know the full context, which I can kind of understand, like, why someone might come from that area a little bit. But I think also, like, you can still critique it without having to, like, fully know, like, all of the lore behind every, like, aspect of it. Um, That's definitely where I fall into. Like I said, I didn't play, um, I haven't played Xenoblade. I don't necessarily have an intention to, though it seems kind of like an interesting story. So I, I might dive into it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, on my end, I mean, it's just, yeah, she's definitely like a really like hypersexualized character, um, really tropey, which I think in, in some ways too, like uh, putting the big social issues aside of like why oversexualization and designing characters for like the male gaze is like a negative thing. Even if you just take all that and put it aside for a second, it just kind of comes off as lazy to me. Mm. Um, like, I mean, her outfit is, it's, you know, if I think of it in terms of, like, cosplay, it's, it's like, cute and elaborate. And, like, there's some appeal there. I don't think it's, like, I don't think the art itself is, like, badly done. It's just that it's, you know, it's over the top. I think, too, um, her proportions are, like, really awkward and weird. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were, like, oh, like, you know, what's the big deal if she has, like, really large, you know, breasts? Like, some people have big boobs. Like, it's not a big deal. You know, body diversity. And I'm like, okay, well, everyone's down for body <laughs> diversity when it comes to, like, having, like, huge boobs, right? Yeah. Um, but maybe not so much for other other aspects of it. So that's that's one interesting thing um, that I kind of see come up. Um, but also, yeah, it's just, it's, the design is just odd. Um, and there's, like, very unrealistic, like, physics in terms of, like, the way mm-hmm. her body moves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, kind of, like, the boob physics aspect of it is also off. So, and that's just, it sticks out in a really, like, noticeable way, in a way that just kind of makes it seem like, okay, this character is very much, like, designed at least visually for that, right? She might still be an interesting person as, like, a character or have depth. And, um, obviously, she's very powerful just in terms of, like, the weapon that she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's power and like autonomy there. Um, and you know, she takes the initiative early in the story to say like, Hey, this is what you need to do. Take half my life force. And then like, we can make this happen if you're, if you're down to do it. So like, she definitely is like her own person and things. And that's what also what makes the design so weird. Something I've like thought about before and, and I've written about, cause I wrote an article on, on nerd much about arms, arms is twin telly. Um, yeah. if I'm saying her name right or Twintel, I, I forget the pronunciation. Um, and how Twintel, she's interesting because yeah. it's kind of like a little bit of both, right? She definitely has like this very, like, pro- like well proportioned, like accentuated, like butt, right? That's like mm. the big thing mm. for for that character that everyone was like, like freaking out about and excited about. And I thought, you know, that was interesting because, like, on one hand, we're like we're into this design, but it also is still like a sexualized thing. And like, what does that look like? And what does it mean? Um, and I think for that character. Even though it's not, it's still not maybe ideal, but I think it works for 
her personality, for the lore, the background of this idea of her being a celebrity and this person that like loves to work out and things. So like it, it made some sense. I, I don't think that makes it like necessarily a hundred percent okay either, but um, I can see how that plays into who she is on a level that's deeper than the fact that like we like to look at characters that have that are like good looking, right? Uh-huh. Um, what about the hair? Yeah, though? and I. <laughs> what about yeah, um, I, mean, I figured that <laughs> so was. Do you kind feel of... like that was an aspect of her character, and it wasn't necessarily just you know supposed to be the the visual draw of that character in general? Yeah, for sure. Like I felt like it it fit the lore. Um, I I can still see why people might take issue with it, and I think there are still issues mm-hmm. with um her design, especially when you think oh, okay, this is a woman of color and, like, it's cool. She's, like, badass and, like, you know, really, like, well-built in terms of she's, like, you know, really curvy. Um, But it's also, that's also becomes its own trope, right? Um, So I feel like one issue that kind of comes up a lot when we think of, like, how women are represented in games is that, like, we're so critical of, like, literally everything and a lot of people um, who aren't into those conversations get really tired of it. They're like, oh, you don't want them to be, like, super sexy, but also you want them to be, like, you know, have sexual autonomy. So like, which one is it? And people get really like frustrated and they feel like, oh man, people are never satisfied with anything. That's why we don't, that's why we don't have women in games because people aren't, aren't ever happy. And um, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's just that when we have so little representation, like you want to be critical on every, on every level, even characters I like have their own like slew of issues because they fall into some trope, right? Whether it's like, Mm -hmm. The, um, you know, you mentioned before with like Laura Croft with like the, um, like I forgot the name for that trope, but it's like, you know, the femme fatale kind of trope, like the badass hot woman. Mm. Um, and then there's also like, you know, other characters that fall into still tropes, like even like Samus, like she's an awesome female character, but you know, she still has the zero suits. There's some level of stuff going on there. And then she's, it's cool that like, you don't know she's a woman right away, but it's also like one of the most popular women in games. Like you don't even notice she's a woman because she's in like all this armor. So like, what does that say? You know, there's like different layers into everything. But they've also um, kind of like, yeah. like everyone assumed she wasn't a woman. Like it kind of like, well, it, did, it did say it in the beginning of the game. Like it does say he, like they even try to take you off. Oh, like it does. in the opening oh, paragraph, wow. I didn't, of I didn't the, even realize that. in the paragraph of the NES game, like if you let it go for long enough, it'll like give you this story about this bounty hunter that's landing on the planet or whatever, but it does refer to the bounty hunter as a he, like in that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they wanted to even throw you off even more by that. But, I mean, on the on the subject of Samus, like, uh, she, even now, like, they've kind of made her move, like, a little bit more, more feminine and all that, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of weird, like, especially, like, in the, in the newer games and, like, Smash Brothers as well. Like, they've done kind of more of that to make her look more female, I guess, in the suit which I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's just something I've noticed with that, you know, aside from the zero suit and all that. I wanted to ask you, uh, did you, did like the hair, like the twin tail hair, like that was kind of offensive in its own way too, right? Like uh, that um, she was fighting. I don't, I don't know. That's like a stereotype. Yeah. um, I've actually read a lot of articles on that. And like, you know, I definitely encourage anyone listening to like, you know, do a quick Google of that and you'll find a bunch of different thing pieces from different writers. Um, And I've seen it from both, both ways. Um, I've read mostly, um, just articles written by different African-American women, um, different black women who have like commented on that being something that's like cool, but also something that can be a negative in the sense that like, what does it mean for like a black character to have weaponized hair? And some people found yeah. that to be a really empowering moment of like taking something that, you know, uh, black women are normally like shamed for on a societal level, like this idea of like not having quote unquote good hair. Um, but then also like it's kind of a double-edged sword too, because it's like, okay, this is, you have weaponized hair in a world where 
you know, like girls are still policed for how their hair is or like, yeah. oh, she's black. Yeah. Or at least like, you know, quote unquote, like, well, well, now, black. Yeah, I mean, in the universe, yeah. we don't really know how race works. That's always weird in games, too. But like, we can kind of like accept her as a woman of color to some extent, I think, mm-hmm. is basically the interpretation that most people have. Um, and in arms, you have like some level of race, especially because they're like mostly human looking, even though they have like their weird arms. So <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Yeah, and then some people were like, oh, well, you know, she has this hair, but, like, it's, you know, uh, how, like, limiting, like, black hair is in video games often in terms of its depiction. Um, we even see that in games, like, I think The Sims might have finally started adding things a little bit for that, but, you know, how it's how even in diversity, a lot of times that's still, like, kind of, we might have skin tone, but we don't have other, like, facial or physical features, like, in our characters, um, so yeah, you know, I don't really have a necessary opinion on that. And I think I don't necessarily have one because it's, it's not my experience. So I can't really like, I can think about both those things. And I can see both sides of that argument. But I don't personally have like a, a it one way or the other, just because I'm not as as invested in that narrative, because it's not my experience. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that was like a definitely an interesting conversation going on about about her design as well. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's always kind of like most fighting games have always been fairly stereotypical, especially like Street yeah, Fighter, Street Fighter, true, and like yeah. Punch Out and stuff yeah, like that. So, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking of of stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, they're all kind of they're all kind of stereotypy. Like Min Min has like ramen arms and like stuff like that. So yeah, exactly yeah. right. So it's yeah. I don't know. It's like it's it's a it's a weird difficult thing that I think games are like figuring out still. You know. Mm-hmm. But I did I did like that there was like equal amount of like a male and female fighters on that. Like a, like like Street Fighter. You know, there's only like one female fighter and a bunch of males. So I liked I felt like they were taking a step in the right direction in that way. You know, like and. And like and not all of them are sexualized like um i forget the one in the robot like you don't even really see any of her yeah head, i forgot her know? too she reminds me a lot of may from overwatch just in her design like she's mm-hmm. kind of like short and she's like kind of positioned as like having like a sweet personality and things um so so i thought that was kind of interesting how those two mirrored um and i think on that note too um that might be something that like Xenoblade kind of has going for it. Cause I know um, I saw you meant you, I think you posted earlier on Facebook, one of your favorite characters right now. I forgot what the name of the character is, but um, there's yeah. like other women that are like less depicted in that way, yeah. um, which is helpful. I think that's the other thing we have yeah. to think about too, like is, and I think that's why people take so much issue with that character design, because since she's like one of the like focal points of the game, like why does she have yeah. to be the one that's like all like super super sexualized? Yeah, no, it's really, um, when she's yeah. like one of the more focal points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really strange because uh, yeah, Pyra is the one that's most like has like the booty shorts and like the un you know like the non natural looking body and all that. But it's weird because the other because she's kind of the only one like that. I mean, one of the. I mean, I guess, like, one of the main bosses, like, her blade is, like, super sexualized, but but it's, like, Nia, the other, the cat girl that's in there that has the <laughs> tiger, like, she's wearing just, like, a full-on, like, a sweater bodysuit thing, you know, and it's not right. really, and it, she's not really sexualized at all, so it's kind of like, and, like, that, and the villain who has that sexualized blade, she's just, like, a, I mean, she's, like, a soldier, like, a woman soldier that just wears, like, a uniform and all that, so she's not either, so it's, like, it's just, it makes me wonder, like, why they... I don't know why they took that step for Pyra, because I feel like it should have been made somewhat into the story, you know, like, why is she, I mean, I understand she's designed or whatever, but they don't really explain that. But you could also say that it's like a fanboy thing, you know, like, I understand, like, a lot of Japanese stuff is like that, and they want to try to sell waifus or whatever, but... Yeah, that's, like, exactly what I was thinking, yeah. but Um, But, I mean, there wasn't, I mean, I guess... Like they're one of the characters had like a belly shirt or something in uh, in in the original Xenoblade Chronicles, but I didn't feel like everything was that much, you know. But like I said, this one's like super 
gone super anime also so it's kind of like i don't know i mean i'm not like i said i'm not a huge fan of the design and i kind of wish they would have gone a different way or at least like explain as to why they Mm -hmm. were doing that people seem to be throwing fits about it like i see the stupidest shit on on the internet like nowadays like i said because i saw somebody put a bunch put a meme up meme up there that's saying that everybody was getting pissed off because the game wasn't censored and i'm like that's not even the point like you're completely far from the point here and i feel like a lot of people have been doing that didn't something get censored in the last Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, like, yeah, wasn't it was, it was a young for one of the characters. No, it was X. It was mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles X, and it was the young girl that was in the mm-hmm. team that's supposed to be like twelve. Was right. they basically made her like shirts like higher, you know, instead of her wearing like low cut shirts and all that stuff, right. which is super creepy yeah. already, and that shouldn't that, be in there. You know, it's creepy that that should never have been a thing that needed to be fixed. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's basically what they did was they they changed her outfits because she was se- fairly sexualized as well, but she's supposed to be a kid. You know, she's supposed to be like thirteen, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. Uh, <laughs> The age yeah. <laughs> of consent different in in Japan than it is in the United States. I yeah that I that I don't know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, it's, sure I'm pretty sure it is like lower. Yeah, that might not be right. I think that's right. But I know that's yeah, so that that yeah, yeah, so that would be why. Um, so yeah, I found it weird that people uh, people definitely were drawing parallels to that as well. They're like, oh, is this one going to get like? Is her costume going to be you know censored or nerfed because it's coming to the United States and things like that? And I don't know. I, I think the other thing too is. People get so weird with like character design in terms of like, um, you know, like these like anime ass girls wearing sexy clothing. Like you can get that kind of content from a lot of other places and a lot of other games too. Like if you want risque women games, like there are plenty of things out there that you could play. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. People just kind of put so much emphasis on it for, I don't know. They're like, oh, it's because it's creative freedom. But I'm like, yeah, it doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't mean it's free from cr- criticism. It just means that you can do it. Oh yeah. Well, I did. I did read some of your articles, and uh, I don't w- remember which one it was, but you did mention, uh, like you know, the the defense of people being free to wear what they want. But then that character was created that way. That character didn't choose to be in that apparel. You know, that, that's how they're presented to you from the get go. So there's like yeah. a distinction there. Yeah, exactly. So why does pirate need to appear that way? Like, is it because a twelve year old boy thought her up or whatever? Like, because that's her character that she came from or was it just a hypersexualized character for the sake of selling merchandise or whatever if she was are you talking about like rex like what rex thought yeah. of her or whatever yeah mm-hmm. well i mean she is like fully formed when he finds her right that's true and that's also kind of a weird thing like she almost kind of i don't know she kind of reminds me a little bit have you seen like the new blade runner and like the uh mm-hmm. like the fake girlfriend or any of that stuff i saw it have, yeah. have you seen yeah. that mm-hmm. She kind of reminds me of her, of Joy, a little bit, I guess, where she kind of does everything for Rex, but it's like, is she actually choosing that, or is she not choosing that? I don't know. Because like real when person, she, yeah. I mean, spoilers from the very, very beginning of the game, this is like the first few minutes, but, I mean, Rex gets killed, like, in the very beginning of the game, and she, like, sacrificed half of her life to save him, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of like a weird, like, she's practically never met him. Like, he dies and goes to this world where she is, and she revives him, and then it's like... And she's always like saying, like you know, you know, you're great, like you're the best. But she doesn't really know him, you know. It almost feels like, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of feels like the pleasure bot type of thing that's always like supposed to always say good things about whoever owns it, you know, whether it feels that or not. It's like kind of what I what I thought from it, which I guess that could be a whole other thing. But yeah, it's just uh, interesting. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess when you start to add all that up to a kind of question, it like brings up the question of like, you know, who is this character? It's like it kind of like uh, I guess increases the negative impact of her being designed that way because she's like very much in service to the protagonist which mm-hmm. makes sense in some ways because like that's how kind of game narrative is usually designed like when there is like a protagonist that you control everything's kind of centered on that person being like everything because that's like how games work um but you know 
that once again being also tropey of like also that kind of whole trope too of like the like the female character or sidekick it could be a sidekick or an animal or anything um and there's like a whole bunch of there's like an article that exists too i forget the name of it where it's like that mentions like uh, your representation isn't good if like the if you're like woman could be replaced with like an like a really intelligent like pet or something oh yeah um or yeah. sidekick but yeah we're like she's kind of more powerful than than the lead is in a lot of ways but it's still like positioned in that which makes sense in like narratively because i know she's like a weapon he has to be the driver like a weapon mm-hmm. needs its driver but yeah um but still you know it kind of still falls into that, that at, idea at least like not all the blades are females you know and it's just all drivers like did you ever see that remake of uh, death race 2000 there was an old movie called death race 2000 like about mm-hmm. a future show where everybody has to like race from one side of the of america to the other and, and like whoever you kill on the way there you get points for it's an awesome movie the original one is but they did a remake of it and the original one had like half female drivers and half male drivers and the mm-hmm. remake they were all males and like all the fit women were their sidekicks and i was like what's going on here you're like going backwards here mm-hmm. complete a deep deep cut obscure uh, reference there but it just reminded me <laughs> of that i guess at least they're not doing that you know because they're like in that they have drivers and navigators navigators mm-hmm. are like their second in command that shows them like where to go or whatever and I think the new one took place in prison or whatever, but it was still like, there's no lady drivers. They're all just, you know, they're all just navigators. How do you, how do you feel about, uh, I'm sure, I mean, I always feel bad when a game doesn't give you the option to pick a female or male, like to start off with. I understand this one's like written around the play of Rex and at least it lets you like alternate between Nia and Rex and all that. But mm-hmm. that always, I mean, in games like Zelda or Mario, you know, they're kind of set in that, but I mean, just, I'm sure that, I'm sure that bothers you. I mean, it bothers me too. Like when you don't get the option to pick one or the other like when you start out yeah i mean it just depends uh for me on on what the game is so um obviously there are some games that like like you said that are kind of set in stone like the franchise is what it was already made to be so like when you're link you're like link uh even though there is no like what right there's different versions link to link all that other stuff and like these different like (laughs) you know i'm not gonna pretend hyrule historia makes sense because it doesn't (laughs) but you know um, either way, you're always linked to some extent. Um, but for me, that's more of a case really of like pushing for, you know, more games where if, if there are some games where you can choose your own character and some games where you are a set character, I just want to see more games where you're a set character who's a female character, um, would for be sure, like yeah. really the thing that, that I want. I think a lot of women, uh, probably feel similarly to this, right? It's not so much that I like need to be a woman all the time. It's just that I'm, it's either, male or you can choose it's like often not positioned where it's just a female character which is why games like metroid are so cool uh indie games like severed even though i wasn't a huge fan of it as like a game um i still like appreciate the fact that like it was okay let's look at this from sasha's perspective Mm. um because that's that's our lead now um so just really seeing more of those options is something that like i kind of look for and, and hope that will come into like franchises. So maybe if at some point in in the Xenoblade universe, because it's like a bunch of games and they're not all necessarily connected, it would be cool to see something that's more from a female uh, character, like that's in a mainline game. Because I know we have also the issue of like, you think of Uncharted and like, oh, you have the Lost Legacy, but it's not really mm. in the main series, right? Yeah. And it's like these side moments and side games are when, when women can really appear, which is, you know, unfortunate because it kind of positions it as being like, a spinoff or a side thing, not really its own thing in its own right. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, like, yeah, Pokemon even, it took them a while to let for you to, like, be able to change 
genders. Like, didn't it take like a wasn't until like the third or the fourth game, I think, before you could actually because I know you can do it in blue or I think it was yeah, after. It, it took a really long time. I mean, wasn't I think it, it wasn't it sapphire and alpha or uh, sapphire and a. Uh, ruby when you could finally do that or was it later than that i don't remember because i, I know think Bo- it might have been the first one because i remember playing i didn't play a lot of the old pokemon games like, i played a couple a, yeah. um like on the game boy um and then a few on the gba i think but i know i played alpha sapphire and you could choose your gender on that well, one well, yeah that's one's which late, is later one yeah know? but i mean like the i know i know like blue and red you couldn't and uh gold and silver you couldn't either yeah but as far as yeah, you couldn't that. for a while um and then even in like uh you know sapphire or alpha sapphire like you could choose your gender but you couldn't choose your race um so like you oh, yeah, know, that's and that a whole other thing too yeah. moon uh which was and probably some other ones too i didn't play like the i didn't play x and y mm-hmm. um but yeah so like and then that stuff always takes like way longer than you would think like you know we see the same thing in animal crossing right like in terms of like you can choose your own gender but you can't like choose your own race like yeah. you get tan in yeah, yeah i was gonna say you basically just kind of stay dark, under the sun for a while yeah. it wasn't really the same thing you know <laughs> yeah no not at all yeah definitely I was uh, I was just looking over your post that uh, that you wrote on uh, Facebook, and I wanted to make sure that I mentioned everything. One of one of the worst like arguments that people that I see people on uh, on on the NBC group doing was the whole uh, shirtless thing, where it's like, oh, all these guys are not wearing shirts, and it's like the same thing, which it's not mm-hmm. really at all. Like there was uh, there was one girl that that uh, made a comment on there that was like, uh, well, if it was it was like a character that had like a huge giant like swinging dick around, then like maybe it'd be different for you and you'd be a little yeah, bit more like, right, like the hawkeye initiative i don't know if you guys are familiar with that campaign no, that went through what's that? Or not. okay no. so it's it's pretty good you guys should uh give it a quick google uh, it's, it's some amusing stuff i forgot who started it but um it was this initiative like in like the comic book industry that was talking about kind of pushing back against the design of like female characters or like the way that they're drawn so like mm. You know, even if you think of like Spider Gwen and like her being positioned in a certain way, that kind of makes her look sexual. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, oh, if you do Spider Man like that, he wouldn't have like his ass sticking out in that specific way or anything like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so then it, the Hawkeye Initiative was people drawing male characters in the way that female <laughs> characters are drawn. So it'd be like Hawkeye, but he's like really, right he's like curving really hard, and like you can see like the outline of his crotch, and he's like yeah. you know just <laughs> positioned in these super ridiculous ways and. Um, and whenever we see, like, for the most part, with some exceptions, you know, whenever we see men, like, hypersexualized in, in, like, commercials and things, it's always kind of for laughs. It's like, it's like, haha, it's funny to, like, see this guy positioned as being super sexy because men aren't positioned like that. They look ridiculous in it. Yeah. Meanwhile, women, it's, like, a lot more standardized. So it doesn't seem ridiculous. It's just like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just good marketing or whatever you want, excuse you want to make for it. Um, But yeah, I I thought someone um, on the common thread on that made a really good point of saying, kind of in reply to like, what about the shirtless men? Um, They're like, well, since games are still like marketed towards men, even though we know statistically that's not the majority of who plays or it's like an even split in terms of gender and who plays games. um, That really becomes more of a power fantasy, right? If you're the male player, then you are, you know, this character, Rather than like it being like you're supposed to look like that character, it's more like you're just kind of you get to embody that ideal. It's not like you're. Uh, it's not made for me to like find sexy. You know, like Kratos yeah. isn't made to be hot. Like he's fit, <laughs> and I guess that's you know attractive. But he's not like positioned in a sexual way. Um, the only time he's sexual is when he's like having you know like sex with Aphrodite or whoever in like mini games and things, yeah. right? And that's you're the player acting on that. Um, which totally makes it different. It's also weird that people bring that up because like pretty much 
people that always, that bring that up never actually care about male representation. They just don't want to hear about female representation. Um, it's never like, oh, there's not diversity in male representation because the men are always straight. It's never anything like that or anything anything of substance. It's just that, well, I don't care if, you know, like whoever is attractive. So you shouldn't care about like this sexy woman. Why does that bother you? If this doesn't bother me, it shouldn't bother you. You know, and it's kind of just made to like negate people's feelings rather than to actually enter the conversation, yeah. uh, which is always frustrating to see, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like a misdirect too, I think. It's like, well, what about this? It's like, well, it's not about this. It's a it's a different thing, you know, I guess. Yeah. People throw it. But uh, yeah, you're right on it being negating because it's like, well, if you don't care, why are you commenting? So you're you are commenting in the hope of detracting from the conversation, not adding to it. Or you just want to feel better about however you feel about Pyra or whatever. I don't know. Get a bunch of likes or something for how you what you say. Well, um, people, yeah. Well, people do that all the time where they just say they just post like things that are offensive or or they'll be like Zelda sucks, sucks, just so they can get like a ton of uh, <laughs> li- just to get a bunch of comments, you know. Uh-huh. It's really annoying. It'll be like, it'll be like, hey, I want to play a game that's like this. Tell me what to play. It's like, okay, it's weird because all this like all the fighting about Pyra and all that. Like I'm in two different Nintendo groups, and this was all like mm-hmm. on NBC. Like I'm on another one that's like nobody really mentioned that very much, except for I think that stupid meme that I talked about where the one guy was like, everybody's mad that it isn't censored. I saw because sometimes you see that he posted somebody posting multiple things, and I saw him posting mm-hmm. both of them, but I didn't really see as much uh, craziness, I guess, in that one than uh, than I saw on NBC. But yeah, it really snowballed. <laughs> yeah, it's snowballed. Trolls, as you would call the trolls, the people that were just like throwing stuff out there trying to get a reaction. Yeah, I mean, I was really really annoying. I I mean, I was feeling pretty upset about it too. Like I said, my my girlfriend was like, "I don't think I don't think I want to be a part of this group anymore." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, people are being crazy. I don't know. It was ridiculous, but it seems to be uh, calming back a little bit, I guess. But I don't think anybody's view has really been changed on it or anything. No, I don't think so either. It's just it's super weird. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then people just get like strange and immature about it. It's like I'm not really sure why. It's I don't know if it's discomfort or just like ignorance or just, I don't know, but it's just strange. (laughs) Like, yeah, people will just be like, oh, well, you know, hey, I like, you know, I like video games and I like boobs. So I like, so I like this character and like, and it's not even so much that it's just like like the way it's said, it's like, well, you know, is it sexist to find women sexy? It's like, no, it's not. But like, can you not be weird about it? Like, I don't know. There's like a line between those two things. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's really, really strange. But yeah, people get really... Well, I think people just get inherently defensive when you criticize something that they like. Especially if you're like, hey, this might be problematic because they're like, oh, you must think I'm a bad person because because I like this. And you're telling me that I shouldn't like it. It's not so much that I'm saying that people shouldn't like it or even or buy it. I'm sure some people might have that position. That's valid as well. Mm. Um, But I don't know. I'm like really big on the camp of you can like stuff that is totally like problematic or has issues i mean yeah. and like my go-to example is mario like that's such a cliche like story right the damsel in distress thing but i, d- I don't care like i i mean i care but like not enough to not play the game i can still critique that and know that that's true um like you can't like i cannot say there's good female representation in the mario universe minus maybe rosalina you know but <laughs> i still i still love the games so i play them but like if someone were to approach me with that it would just be ignorant to say Oh no, like that's just mar- like why would I defend it? Like it's they're right. But the games are great, so I play them. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, you have to basically take it with a grain of salt, I guess, you know. Even though I think that Nintendo's like kind of come around like realizing that they have a lot they have a lot of female gamers and 
I feel like yeah, they made sure. well, especially like Mario 3D World, like they made a lot more female characters playable and, and stuff like that. And even though like the end of uh, the end of, end of uh, Super Mario Odyssey, I was really hoping that it was going to switch to like Super Peach's Odyssey and you get to play as her for a while, but it didn't. But at least she's out there like you know traveling and all that, and you get to find her in different levels. Like I was hoping it was going to be kind of like Galaxy One, where like you just switch to Luigi. Like after you beat the game, like that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been. Like been actually... I, I was surprised they didn't continue with uh, Super Princess Peach. That there was only one. Well, game I mean, <laughs> in that series. Well, that game was its own thing. Did you ever play that game, uh, Super Princess Peach, Janet? I never played it, but I did hear about the the problems with it. Yeah. With the, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of. I mean, I bought it and I and I did play it, but I think I ended up ended up like taking it back or trading it in or whatever because it was kind of a super offensive game. Like, I mean, like one of her powers yeah. is crying, so it's kind of like like her different powers are like her different emotions, and it's kind of like I don't know. <laughs> it made me pretty made me feel dirty playing yeah, it. Yeah, it's kinda like, like she, her like, like powers uh, mood swings, which yeah. is like really messed up. But then I don't know. There's also um I know like uh, it wasn't Game Theorist, but it was on the Game Theorist channel. Like they have like that subset that's like Donjin Goomba where he like analyzes stuff yeah because it's like a Japanese culture lens. thing also too right um yeah like um it's from like was the game theorist channel like if you dig through it you could probably find it on there um and they talked about how Zero Princess Peach is really like based on like folklore related to like this one specific god who had like powers really similar so like I mean I don't think they meant it to be that way but definitely it still comes off as like sexist like you don't have to do something on purpose for it to still have the same effect yeah um so yeah but but that's the other kind of side of that uh which is interesting but still unfortunate for for Peach um maybe one day she'll get her own like quality game yeah. um like Luigi's really come onto his own with Mansion and stuff like that so I think they just maybe need to find what her angle is um in, in the market I think for sure. Yeah, I think I think the reason they didn't make any more of those was probably that it just I don't think it was received very well. Like I said, especially over here <laughs> was where it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I just don't think it was that good of a game in general. Yeah, I also right? don't like, think yeah. it was that good. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it was good. See, you can't be problematic and bad. Yeah. You got at least be quality. Yeah, so I think that's why they stopped that. And they also been like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Like, maybe that was uh, not the right angle at all for, for Peach here. But yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Is there uh, is there anything else you want to say? I know I know, I know, we're keeping you up like fairly late here. Like, uh, we can... Uh, I was just going to watch old... Uh, old sitcom episodes that I've seen already. Um, no, I think that that's about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are the kind of things that uh, will remain an issue for probably like a really long time. I mean, I think we also forget that like video games are so, so young yeah. as a medium. Um, sure. And I think that's also, you know, a point of tension in, in the gaming community. Like there are a lot of people that are really pushing for, you know, we have that cliche, our games are art and things like that, those cliche conversations. But within mm. that is also like the, you know, the social aspects and like the different like kind of like lenses of criticism, like games criticism didn't exist the way it does now, like, you know, like a few years ago, uh, even or a decade ago. And that, you know, that's with also us being a more mindful of society in some ways, right, being more aware of different issues in terms of like, even what does gender representation look like, right? What does like sexuality representation look like? Where are the other ways that, you know, representation isn't isn't happening or is happening? Mm. It's, you know, often based on who's doing the analysis, right? Like, I don't think as critically about like, the depictions of ancient Egypt as I do like Mexican culture, just because that's not my perspective, right? And that's mm. something I have to work on. Um, but there's like kind of that group of people that are, are really pushing for thinking of those things a little bit more. And then there's a group that's like, I just want my games to be games and I don't want sure. to think about it. And the fact yeah. that you think about it and talk about it near me 
frustrates me. And they're, yeah. they're just people that'll be, you know, angry about it, even though no, no one's making them engage with those ideas. Yeah. But the fact that the conversations are even happening, there's very much that camp of like, I don't want anyone to mess with my game. I don't want my game being censored. I don't want my game being less of whatever I decided it is, right? If these are my JRPGs, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And this is how it is and how it like should remain. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. We'll kind of keep working through that as a industry and community. But um, that unfortunately means that repetitive conversations have to continue to happen until stuff kind of gets better, uh, which I think it has you know, definitely to some extent, but, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of work to do and a lot of hours to play in these massive worlds. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I feel, I feel like people should just be more open-minded about that and just, just think about what other people might think about this game that you're playing, you know, and just not, don't take, don't be so offended by it. If somebody says like, Oh, well, I find this offensive. Like, I feel like you should just, just try to think of the thought process that somebody else is having about this and maybe how they got to it. And then, you know, you can see yeah. a different part of the game. And I feel like Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2 would be a lot more interesting if there was a story in there as to why Pyra looks the way she is. Or, like, maybe she used to be a pleasure bot or she was a slave or something like that. You could totally write a whole nother, uh part to it and make it a more interesting game before because of it, you know, instead of her just looking a certain way. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. And, you know? sure. and, I mean, games are more – of course, they're mainstream, but they're more ubiquitous, like, to the point where, like, almost everyone plays video games. So. Mm-hmm. There's a more there's more of a market to be sensitive of that's playing these games, you know, and that's yeah. that's a good thing. That and I don't think that games are going to become worse for being more considerate to all these things. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna get better. Oh yeah, because they're gonna be more universally acclaimed and more universally like appealing. Well, they'll find more interesting. I feel like they'll find more interesting things to talk about. Like like if uh if Monolith like somehow notices all this hubbub about the design of Pyre and all that. Maybe like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X2 or Xenoblade Chronicles 3 or whatever they come out with next will actually address that and like bring that into the story and it'll make the game better, you know, make the game series better. So I feel like it's good, you know, to uh, say things about it. Just people shouldn't be such jerks about it online. That's what I'm saying. But but I mean, I do enjoy the game and I think that people should still play it. But like you were saying it, you know, play it, but like uh, analyze it, you know, and just, uh, you know, try to figure out how, you know, what you feel about it and you know, hopefully we can grow from there and things will get better in the future, you know. Be, yeah, for be, sure. be willing to hear what other people think, too. Yeah, most importantly, listen to what other people say instead of just automatically fighting in the comments. But uh, thanks for uh, being on the show or being our guest yeah, for this week. Lot. Yeah, thanks for Definitely. having me. It's been well, fun. Hopefully have you, you, have you again in the future. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. Yeah, so do you just want to, one more time, just to let us know like where we can find you on the internet? Yeah, that'd be awesome. So uh, once again, I'm Janet. My handle is Game Onesis, uh, which is spelled Game on Y-S-U-S. Uh, it's a play on uh, Dionysus because I'm a, you know, like a, mythology nerd and i like beer so i'm like okay i'll mix these games <laughs> nice. um so yeah so uh you can find me on twitter you can find me um on on facebook under that i have a facebook page uh my youtube is also game on assist and once again i write for nerd much um so you can just find uh, nerdmuch.com uh backslash thing jan gark or author jan gark just to get to my actual page uh, with the content I make, but, um, but yeah, I do articles on there. I do four articles a month, approximately. I'm going to start doing some video content on there too, which I'm really excited about. Nice. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, definitely check that out. But once again, you can find that all through uh, my Twitter or my Facebook, which will be, uh, at Game Onesis. I'll put a, um, I'll put yeah. a link to it as well in the, uh, in the notes for the episode. So you can find yeah, thanks, all man. All right, cool. Thanks again. All right. Thanks I'll see you guys man. later. Thanks for having Thank me. You.
So yeah, I mean that's uh that was a crazy. There's a lot of lot of stuff we talked about there for sure. Does that make you? Uh, I mean, I, I I always I felt that Pyra was uh, always designed weirdly. I guess ever since I saw her, and it doesn't really make sense that the way her character is designed in the game. And I wouldn't have been upset if it was designed differently, or if they if they wanted to keep it like that to get the um to get the young Japanese kids to like it and all that. They could have at least written a story in there as to why she was dressed like that, or why she has why she looks so much like a pleather like a pleasure bot. You know, I think that would improve the game in the long run. But as of right now, uh, let's talk about what we've played with the game. Let's give our impressions here. At the very top of the show, I said that we had to hold on to get some uh, winding gears. And have you got to any of those side quests yet on uh, Xenoblade? I have, yeah. I had a... Well, to create the... Uh, which At the top of the show, I said, is that the same Poppy? And uh, that's on YouTube. There's a That was an obscure reference. There's like a really popular channel on YouTube called It's Poppy... And it's just sort of like, I wouldn't say she's androgynous, but she's like an android. So she's like a human android kind of character that does pop music. And oh. she's got a lot of really surreal, weird videos she does. Is that a reference? Her, name, her, her name's Poppy. And she's like really, I don't know. Like we mentioned Uncanny Valley earlier. Like she's almost trying to do that on purpose. Oh, weird. As performance art. So anyway, yeah, that's why I was like, is that the same Poppy? But of course it's not. But yeah, but the poppy in the game is kind of androgynous too. I mean, it's a well. I didn't mean that's what I said. She's not androgynous. That's the first word that came to mind. But she's not androgynous. She's just robotic. <laughs> like you don't know if she's human or robot. Oh, okay. How she behaves. Oh, weird. Yeah, no, I've never seen that. So she's like an android. She's like not androgynous. But uh, I don't know. You just have to check it out. But anyway, that's the person I or that's the uh, fetch quest where I had to like get a couple of like cylinders and like some kind of core. And I oh, do okay. side quests to get all of them. Have you put Poppy together yet, the robot? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got uh, the artificial mech. I do have that. Okay, artificial blade. Yeah. yeah. Have you played Tiger Tiger then? The uh, yeah, I tried Tiger Tiger. The eight ish game. Have did you get to the? Were you able to like get to the top? Because there's like two parts to Tiger Tiger. No, I only played it one time and I failed pretty quickly. Yeah, I actually. Uh, I'm really. I'm not very far into this game. If you can't tell. Yeah, I I, base, I played it until I I bet until I beat Tiger Tiger or like until I was able to because you know you go all you go all, you go down like you're basically scuba diving or whatever and you go all the way down to the bottom of the floor and you try to get as many treasures as you can on the way down plus uh, gems whatever they call them and then. Once you hit the bottom of the floor, it changes to where you can't, like, shoot your little whatever, your your little, uh, I don't know what it is, like... Harpoon. Harpoon thing. You can't use that on the way back up. So, you like, you just go go up and you dodge everybody on the way up. And once you get to the top, they open all the treasures and then you get to see what's in there. And that's how you upgrade Poppy, the other blade. So, that's kind of annoying, I guess, to a point. Like, I know a lot of people have said shit about that game, about that. Just because that's the only way you can you can add stuff to your blade, like instead of just doing it like playing the game regularly as you do with the other blades. But I don't know, it's fine. I mean, once I found a fourth character, I basically took him out of my party. <laughs> I took No Pun and, and Poppy out of the party, so I, I don't really. I will say it's strange that they're introducing these like blades that supposedly don't follow the rules of the other blades, like early on. Like you would think they would introduce them later and get used to the like how yeah. the normal blades work. But instead, you got like Pyra who gets her energy from not the ether. Yeah, like she's getting her energy from some other source, and then you got the artificial blade. Like these are like two. Well, technically, the artificial blade doesn't have to be the second or third one you're introduced to, but she ended up being an early one for me. Mm. Um, so I'm just like, well, why are you showing me all these things that break the rules before I understand the rules? Because they're rebels. Uh, yeah. Speaking of understanding the rules, like I mean, you probably haven't gotten to it yet, but. 
this game takes a really long time to like explain to you all of the things that were available from the beginning in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Xenoblade Chronicles X, like toppling and like breaking and stuff like that. They don't explain how to do that until later, and you can't really do it until later, which sucks because that's a big important thing about fighting guys. But I've, I'm pretty far, like I'm probably about like, I don't know, maybe 20 hours into it. Um, I just got Van Dam. He's, he's a pretty, he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, he's got a big X scar on his face. Yeah. If you haven't, ass- well, you, you have assembled Poppy, right? But you haven't got, you got to the part where Neo was kidnapped, right? Right. So I'm still in the process of, uh, rescuing her. Are you playing the game in uh, English or Japanese? I've been playing it in English. I haven't downloaded the patch. Oh, okay. It's free. You can get it from the eShop. You actually have to go. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, you actually have to go into the eShop and go find the game and go... Because I was trying to find it, like, when I got the game. I was really trying to find the Japanese voice, and I was like, where is it? Where is it? But it's actually... You have to find the game and then go down and then select it to download. But I've been playing it in Japanese. And uh, one thing that sucks about that, I mean, I like it better in Japanese and English, but it doesn't subtitle everything. So, you know, like when you're walking around and your guys kind of like just talk to each other or they do in battle, none of that's subtitled. So you have no idea what they're saying because <laughs> it's all in uh... Japanese. So the only thing that's subtitled is like the cutscenes, pretty much. So, but I did turn, I did put it in English for a minute and I played, and I played a battle. And uh, that Nopon guy is like the most annoying guy ever. Because you know, uh, you know that thing. It's from some song or something that people say. It's really annoying where they're like, bear, 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 like that. He sounds like oh, that. Oh, the Vizuela, the Vizuela. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but he does that when you play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, when you play when you play with him in your party and you're fighting, he'll go like, bam, 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 like he does like the same thing, and I'm like, oh god, uh, I hated that when I heard it from other people before, and I really hate it now. So. Thankfully, if you put it on Japanese, he doesn't do that <laughs> while you're fighting. He doesn't make those weird noises. But, you know, as most Jap- all Japanese uh, soundtracks are, there's like randomly English stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I said is my middle name is once you get to the point where you can do chain attacks, which is another thing you had right at the beginning of Xenoblade Chronicles 1, which I was actually going to like give this game a strike if it didn't have that because I didn't feel like I- it did. But then you don't see it until way later in the game. Like I said, this game takes a long time to... Uh, to open up to that sort of shit which sucks which but, uh, is what we're used to right with these yeah. games but uh chain attack finish like when you when you do that at three and it's like chain attack finish i think it sounds funny chain attack finish you yeah but uh speaking of funny stuff like this game is like super duper anime like so anime like i am i don't know how i feel about that you know where like one moment it'll be like super like serious and the next moment it's all like their eyes are like all weird and they're making faces and it's like super slapstick the next you know mm-hmm. i'm sure you've noticed that like like we mentioned in the interview earlier um spoilers but it's the very beginning of the game rex gets killed like at the very beginning of the game by the team that he's with and that's like super serious and animated i'm like oh fuck you know and, and then later they're like you know they're like falling over each other and like having like the big giant white eyes or what you know it like does the weird the weird shit too where like it's like okay it's it's much different than xenoblade chronicles 1 because xenoblade chronicles 1 was a lot more realistic i guess and x was okay. as well but the, but this game i but guess it had is like more... no story it had next to no story yeah it, it had a story it had next to no very... story but there was like no real cinematic moments like it was all kind of like a set camera that you could move around and it's just a room of people talking to each other so like that part was kind of boring but as of so far of what you played like how could how would you compare it to uh xenoblade x well i will say like when i first so i'm not i'm still really early in the game obviously so i got to the second continent if that's what you want to call it which is the town where you have to Titan. rescue the um, the other protagonist or whatever. But uh, I got up on the ledge, like, you know, walk up. I walk up like a hill or whatever, and I get up on the ledge, and all of a sudden there's just, like, 
random creatures everywhere and i'm like oh shit this is xenoblade like i remember yep. this now <laughs> like there's just all these random creatures like as far as the eye can see and they all have levels like, numbers above their heads yep and, and there's either ones... they're either they're hostile or they're not and yep. uh and I'm instantly like, oh, shit, I do not want to walk that way. There's a bunch of these eagles that are level 18, and I can't fight them. And, yeah, and they'll kill and you so, in like like, one hit. Immediately, I kind of felt like an, a little bit of nostalgia, I'll say. like Because I was like, oh, I remember Xenoblade Chronicles X when I played that. This is like the same thing. That's nostalgia for like two years ago or whenever that game came out. Yeah, but still, like yeah. that initial like experience, you know, or remembering that and being like, okay, well, this is the same kind of game. That also gave me a little more confidence. Like, I can play this for a while. I think I'm going to like it. Sure. So I, I do like it. And I, I have definitely been overwhelmed by, like, especially walking into the town with all the uh, label labels above the different shops. Oh, yeah. No, there's so many shops in town. Like, when you get there, you just it see, is. You just see text all over the screen, and it's a little overwhelming. But Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely overwhelming. It's kind of like, it just uh, takes some time to like, kind of ease into it. Yeah, you have to kind of, and as like the more you play it, you have to figure out like what, like what stuff does what, you know, it's like, what do I need to get here? What do I need to get here? Cause you know, like I was talking earlier about salvaging, like th- there's a place where you need to buy like, um, cylinders that you need to salvage. Like you have to buy them so you mm-hmm. can jump off of the, you know, there's like a little uh, quick time event thing that happens where you have to hit a button, have to hit like three buttons in a certain amount of time and you'll jump off a ledge. And then whenever you pull up, you, you know, you, you get and some of, and there's actually missions based around that, which is unfortunate. That's like one of the big drawbacks, I think, of this compared to Xenoblade X, because in Xenoblade X, you could get missions where it's like, oh, hey, go get that item or like, hey, go kill these guys. And then you're done. But in this one, it's like, go kill these guys and then go find five of this item and then go bring it to this guy. And it's like all one mission. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, man, this is super fetch questy. Which I sucks. would agree. It does feel more fetch questy. And, uh, well, and especially, in- like I said, early on when you're like talking to a bunch of people and you just keep getting assigned all these random missions. Yeah. Well, the other they game. They yeah. don't have to be like your, you know, your main mission, but still it's just kind of, I've already got a huge like back burner of stuff I need to do. Yeah. Well, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X and 1 were like that too. Like every That's time true. you every time you find a new town in Xenoblade Chronicles 1, there's basically a bunch of different missions that uh, every character will have and you'll kind of like load them up, but you don't necessarily have to go do them. And like Xenoblade X does that too, like as you go through the different parts of like New LA or whatever, you'll like build up more missions. And then there's of course that board, the blade board or whatever that they call it, where you can find them from there. But one thing I think is a lot better on those games versus this game is like you will like a guy will like tell you to do something and you go do it and then the mission's done. Like you don't have to go back to that person. And it also doesn't have multiple levels to it like these do. Like it'll be like go kill like three of those bunnies and you kill three of the bunnies and it's like mission complete and then you get all the shit that you had. Whereas in this mm-hmm. new one you actually have to go back to town to whoever gave you know, and that's annoying. So another thing that was weird for me and like I've been playing my Switch on, you know, this TV since I first got it in March. Yeah. Never had any trouble with, like, the aspect ratio or anything. But on this game in particular, like, when it would show, like, the uh, the stuff on the radar, it would show the distance where things are away, like, that was cut off by the top of the TV screen. I don't know if you had the same problem, but oh. I was just like, why Why is it suddenly like this on my TV? Like, it oh, hasn't happened the with compass? any other Switch game. Or like the so I, I actually had to go. go into my TV and like modify like the settings of the TV and set it to where I thought it was receiving uh, HDMI from a computer. It was actually the setting because my TV is from 2012, so it's an old TV. But uh, I actually had to go into a setting on the TV that said this video signal is coming from a, a PC. Yeah, yeah. Once once I did that, the aspect ratio was correct. But I was just really like, I had played the game for a couple hours at that point, and was finally just like, why can't I see these things? Like, <laughs> why can't I? 
and I and I tried. I went into the settings of the actual like on the home menu and everything, and you can't change the aspect ratio in that regard. Yeah. Like all you can really do is control the brightness of the screen, and I think uh, there might be something else you can do. But oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't let you control like you can't zoom in and out like you can on some games. You know. Oh sure. Like some games will let you like say like. Zoom in until you yeah. see this on the corners of the screen. Oh, yeah. It helps like you adjust the it. screen and all that. Yeah. Which most... No, I, no I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember if mine... Mine might have done that. I mean, I've had my... I feel like I've had the, the Elgato for so long that, that I, I think I might have had to change something up. I think it might have done that, too, where it cut part of the screen off, but I did it so long ago that I don't remember. That's true. It might be because I have it outputting through an Elgato. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because I think because it's my output from my Elgato going to my TV, so it would be coming from a PC. That makes sense. Yeah, I think mine did. I think mine did a weird thing too, but I think I either changed it through the settings on the Elgato or through the TV or something. But I do vaguely remember something like that happening. But yeah, so I guess you haven't had to deal with the uh, terrible compass direction on this, right? Which I guess have, have you had tar- trouble finding stuff like in the missions? Is what I'm saying. Oh, I have. Even now that I can see it, I do still have some trouble. Yeah. The big thing is the verticality of things where like some stuff is above or below you, but it doesn't really tell that it is, you know, so you have to kind of walk around and try to find it. Yeah, so you'll just keep walking in a direction and then it'll start counting up, but it's still in the same spot on the compass. You're like, what the fuck? And then you have to like double back or some or like jump up on a higher ledge or something and then it'll start to count down again like you're getting closer to it. Yeah, it's weird. Like you'll you'll walk somewhere and it keeps going down and then it'll freeze for a second and then it starts to like go away and it's like, "Wait, no, which where was I supposed to go?" and it'll end up it's like under you or whatever. I kind of had the same problem with the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X actually, where like you'd get to a place and you couldn't find it. You know, it would say that you were there and you have to be above and below and a lot of that was fixed once you got the scale because then you could kind of fly up or down and figure out where everything yeah. is. But this one you don't have a scale as far as I know so it makes it way more difficult because you have to and especially later in the game there'll be stuff where it's just kind of like i don't know i feel like a lot of the xenoblade games is just walking around and trying to figure out where to go next that's i feel like that's what i've been doing a lot in this game which i guess is kind of a slide at the game or whatever but yeah it's like that's what i was doing like all last night trying to get to the next part it's just walking around and trying to figure out how to get to this stairs thing that goes to the next thing like and i'm just walking around trying to figure out like how the fuck i can get up to wherever and it gets yeah, kind of, it gets kind of annoying after a while game you know like yeah a big open world isn't always a good thing if it's confusing like and these games have always prided themselves on being huge open world games and i mean it's very impressive like you're on the backs of titans yeah you know you're on giant living creatures and if you look at the edge of the map you can see like the limbs of the titan poking out flying and doing shit so yeah that's really cool and then i also think it's cool like there's a tide meter at least in that one part where, oh yeah, you yeah. know, depending on how the thing is swimming and how many clouds there are, the verticality of the level changes a little bit. Yeah, you have to. How does the how does the navigation of the game compare to Zelda? Where like in Zelda, you can look at the top of a mountain and say, "Oh, I wonder how I'm going to get there." And eventually, you, you figure out how to get there. But it sounds like you're you're saying that it's difficult to get around to figure out. You can go anywhere. It's I just mean, difficult to find the waypoints. Yeah, that I they're mean, directing you to. Well, you can't climb walls like you, like you can in Zelda. So that's a big. And there's some things that like looks like you'd be able to jump over it, but you can't. You know, stuff like that, like regular standard RPG like stuff. Invisible barriers. Yeah. So it. Yeah. You best. You definitely can look around, but there'll be like you'll get a mission that says like, "Hey, go find this thing for this guy," and then there'll be this you know compass thing on top of you. 
on top, you know, on the top of the screen that like counts down to help you get close to that. None of that's in Zelda because you really don't need that because it's more about like, how do I get there? But you're also, it's more versatile about how you can climb things or whatever. But it's like, it's supposed to be, you know, and, and sometimes it'll be like above a house or below a house or whatever. And you and it won't tell you like whether it's above or below. Like they, you'd think that by now of this being like the third Xenoblade game, they should have some sort of thing that says like whether it's on your level or not. You know, like some little thing on the compass that says like you need to go up or you need to go down. That would really help. But it's a lot of it's you basically following this number that counts down. And there's like a pink one for the main quest and there's like a blue one for the or purple one for the other quest. And some of the sub quests and some of the main quests are like super duper fetch questy, unfortunately. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show about finding winding gears. Like you find this guy and like this crane is broken and you have to help him fix his crane. And in order to fi- fix the crane, you have to find five winding gears. And you know how you find five winding gears? From salvaging. And you know what? It's a very small percentage of how many you get for salvaging. They're incredibly rare. So basically what you need to do is you need to get blades who have salvage mastery. So you have to go through and unlock however many common ones until you get the ones that actually have salvage mastery. You'll put like three of them on your team, and then and then you also have to buy like the best cylinders to like salvage with, so you got to save money for that. And by the time you get all this shit together, you also have to do this quick time event, and you have to get good enough to where you find like these fucking rare things. It's just, it took me forever to beat that, to beat that mission because of that. Do and you it's end up like, fighting like harder enemies out of the water when you find their, their more rare items? Or is it the same, like, randomized enemies that pop up? What do you mean? Well, because when you salvage, sometimes there's, like, bad guys you have to fight. Yeah. I, uh, are you saying that do they get harder, like, if you're using a higher right. cylinder? Uh, some... or, if you're, or if you're salvaging a better item, do, do the monsters that come up are stronger? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, they are. There were a couple times where I was killed by the monsters that came out of the salvaging. But yeah, you need to get these specific winding gears and you have to do all this other shit to it. And I had to look online to find it because I would have never figured it out, you know? But it's like, that's dumb. Like, that's, and that's a side mission. It's like, compared to Xenoblade X, like I said before, Xenoblade X is much better because you can just go get an item and, uh, you don't have to go through this quick time event where you have a small percentage of getting the rarity or whatever, you know? There's a lot of, there's a lot of gotcha stuff in this, but thankfully it's not tied to like, right? It's not pay to play. Yeah. It's not tied to many transactions with, which it easily could be, you know, have you tried uh, unlocking any of the blades or like doing any of that? Uh, the, have you tried opening the cores and all that stuff? I'm actually, I was actually surprised. Like I didn't realize how easy it was to like get a bunch of blades. Like I, I have a bunch of cores. I haven't gotten blades out of yet because I was like, wait, really? Is it this easy to get blades? Yeah, it is. But it's really easy to get blades. Yeah, but you getting, can get a bunch from the get go. But getting good ones is the difficulty. Right. And that's like, there's these extra crystals or whatever you can apply to it. When yeah. You summon them. Yeah, I don't know if that actually does anything, because the only time I got good rare blades was from not using anything, and just from a regular common blade. I got this big, uh, this big, uh, balloon-looking guy, kind of looks like Baymax from that, uh, do you remember that superhero movie? I forget what it was called. From Baymax, he was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it looked like the big, the blow-up, Big uh, Hero 6. Yeah, Big, big Hero 6, Big yeah. Hero 6, thanks, John. Uh, he looks like Baymax, and, uh, I really like that character. I, I actually accidentally traded him to Nia because you you get like an item where you can overdrive one to another and I didn't know what overdrive meant and it basically sends the blade from one character to another character so I accidentally gave him to Nia but it, it turns out that he's better for her and I actually use her now instead of Rex because I really like that inflatable dude but each, each of the blades they all have different weapons 
that you get with them. So like the big inflatable guy, he's called like I forget what he's called, but um, he has a ball like which is kind of cool. You get you get like a sports ball and you like hit it at people. You know, you do like a touchdown slam or you like smack it like a you know like a volleyball or whatever. So that I mm-hmm. thought that was a really cool weapon because I haven't really seen anything like that in a game before. And there's you know there's like hammers and axes and and swords and spears and like uh, different stuff like that. And like they all they all act as different things. Like some of them are uh, attackers. I forget what it's like attackers healers and like uh there's like the shield one that's like supposed to take the blunt of the enemy and all that so it's super complicated but i've gotten to the point where i'm completely maxed out on all my blades and i have a bunch of cores so it's like you know i've had to like delete them to get new characters but i wish there was a way to like in case i'm afraid that i'm going to delete one that i might need later even though they're all all the generic ones kind of look like tron rejects their uh, silver suits and glowing whatever man yeah that so yeah that's a little that's another overwhelming part of the game i guess then the, the the blades themselves like it isn't like the last game where like to get a skull you had to save up and finally get one and then you could customize it like yeah well the skeleton blade, yeah. blades are just like completely random and they are but there's still like I th- there's still a good amount of rare ones like if you've looked at i think it says the blade album if you look at the blade album in the menu it'll only show you like the rare ones that you get but there's a lot of spaces there. So I'm wondering, and I'd mentioned before, a uh, Cosmos from Xenosaga is in there. From what I can tell, I don't think she's a, because I thought maybe she was a DLC thing, you know, because there's that uh, season pass thing that you can get where you get rare blades from that. But mm-hmm. but I think that she's just randomly in there and you just might find her or might not, you know. So that's kind of annoying. But I'm really happy that they didn't do any sort of like microtransactions behind that because I could have easily did that, you know. They could have gone like full on Fire Emblem Heroes with it, where like you have to put so much money in there in hopes to get like not a crappy blade. What about uh? How do you feel about the look compared to like Xenoblade X? Well, I know you like the characters better, but like the um, environments and all that. The environments so far, like I haven't been super impressed with. I mean, they they're pretty, but I don't know. I guess after Zelda and the other Xenoblade games, Xenoblade X, like I, I guess I've been spoiled. But huge environments aren't that exciting anymore. Yeah, I think I think it looks pretty. I like that it's more like cell shaded this time. You know, it looks like a lot more cartoony. And I mentioned earlier in the interview that like uh some of the characters look more cartoony than others like the main characters kind of look anime-ish but some of the characters look like xenoblade chronicles x guys like their eyes are actually different there's like the ones that have the big eyes and there's the ones that have like just the little eyes and i'm like i don't understand like why they're why the models are different (laughs) you know it seems weird but apparently there's a lot of different artists that worked on this so you know it's made by different people and that's why everything looks so different because like because pyra like the look of pyra which we talked about you know how she's sexualized and all that she's the only character mm. that i feel like really looks like that you know the other ones look different well, like like you said besides that uh that blue lady the blind lady or whatever the one that yeah the blue lady that's with uh that's with the villain like the main villain the one that's wearing the the soldier suit mm-hmm. other than that none of them are really that sexualized i don't think but that's all i've seen so far but uh i don't know i mean i, I like the game for what it is it's just it takes a really long time to get started, and I think I'm finally kind of getting to where it might actually be getting started, you know? And I know you definitely aren't, but uh, how many do you have? A, how many blades do you have, like, on your characters so far? Like, do you have more than one for each character? Because you can set up two for each of them. Uh, yeah, I actually, I do think I set up two for each of them. Because one thing that I learned that made me a lot better at the game, well, there's a couple things that you probably haven't done yet. Uh, if you have two, if you have the two blades set, you know, if you wait, you'll see like this little clock thing, like kind of go around it. Yeah. And once it gets ready, if you switch from one to the other, like all of your arts will automatically be available. So you kind of like go back and forth like that. And then you can do a lot more moves quicker instead of like waiting for each of the arts to charge. You oh, know I, I mean? see what you mean. Like, 
switch between your blades and get like full charges each time. Yeah, you'll basically start with one blade and you'll wait until the other one gets charged and then you switch to that one and use the arts for that one. And while you're using those, your other blade will charge. So then you'll switch back to the other blade and use those arts. And that's like what I did to make me better. Also, uh, also you need to buy chips for each of your weapons. I don't know if you've done that yet. I did do that for Pyra, but I haven't had enough money to do that for all the blades. Oh, okay. Because that makes a big difference, too. Because if you buy the right chip, it'll, like, make your attack power a lot larger. Like, if you look at, like, what it does for the uh, mm-hmm. stats for that, that was another thing that, like, made a big difference for me. So, uh, that's, so yeah, that... I, I dabbled with that a little bit, but I didn't max all my blades. But I still, like I said, I have a lot of core crystals I haven't yeah. bonded yet. So, maybe I should do that. And I need to grind a little more. I think I'm only at, like, level... I think I just hit level 10, so... Oh, okay. I, th- I'm in- I might not be ready to fight the bad guys I'm at. Yeah, I, didn't, I never felt like I had to grind that much. I mean, I did lose to those guys that you were fighting at one time, but also you want to, like, look at, like, what, you know, like, the little icon that's on their, uh, that's on their, like, HP meter, like, that shows whatever they're weak against, so you can always... Right, and then you use the correct blade that's... Yeah, you can, you can put the blade in there that's good for that, and also, of course, so, like, that's buying accessories and whatnot. I need to unlock more blades. Have you used any of, like, your WP to upgrade your arts? as well yes mm-hmm. okay yeah because you need to do that and there's also that like skill tree sort like of grid, thing almost like final fantasy do. 10 yeah fuck with that a little bit too yeah there's there's sort of a skill tree in there also that you can add more like yeah. that you want to like make sure and stay on top of that and make sure everything's super high for that while you're doing it it's another thing yeah i've been doing all that i think literally i just need to unlock more blades which i have the crystals to do so i should do that and try to get some good blades for because like that uh that Nora Pawn or whatever you call those characters, like Nopon. he sucks. <laughs> he dies like right away in that battle. Like, yeah, you can get a uh, you can get accessories for him to make him stronger. Like that's what I've done. What I've done with characters that die quickly is just mm-hmm. try to like get better accessories that'll up their HP level. In fact, like that happened with the last character too. Like you can the do last it in the boss fight. Like I've always been stronger than my co-stars or whatever. So yeah, your your party. Um, there's yeah. also uh in the skill tree you can do certain stuff that up that ups your HP in that as well and your defense and whatnot. But with a uh, Nopon, you really have to play that fucking Tiger Tiger game to make his uh character better because then you can so go. Maybe through I should and... go back to Tiger Tiger and do that, and then I should get him some armor. Yeah, I gotta do some shit. Yeah, you gotta. It, that, that's what I would say if you're having trouble with it. Like, go back and do that, and maybe do some side missions. Ones that you can do. Some of them are actually. I mean, some of them are too hard before you have Nia like to do. But then you can come back and do them. But one. But I, I say stay with it as much as you can because it does get better. You know, as as it goes. Oh, I'll stay with it. More stuff. Like I said, I do enjoy it. It's just I've been really busy. Like I haven't had to. Um, I didn't mention it earlier, but I was writing a, an article for uh, Artiboy magazine, which is supposed to come out in the next few days. So we'll. Uh, We'll definitely mention it on the social media when it comes out, but I had to do a bunch of work for that, and then uh, I've just been sick. I had to miss a day of work because I was, like, super sick. I couldn't even, like, play video games. I just was, like, sleeping all day. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Well, hopefully... You it's can. all good. But So it's been a rough <laughs> week, but I've been playing as much Xeno as I can. But I'm happy. I, I mean, I own it, so I can play it whenever. So oh, yeah. It's right there waiting for me. Something... Uh, do you remember, like, a few episodes back, we talked about uh, Super Mario Odyssey and, like, how uh, how bad the janitor was in it and, like, how stuff reappears? Like, yeah. this game is so bad about that. Like, you beat one... You, like, beat a bunch of characters and you walk, like, a little bit away and then turn around and they're all back. It's like so annoying. Like I've had, I've been having troubles with that. Where like oh, the, about like enemies respawning. Yeah, enemies respawning on the map is that's really really quick. Like if you like leave the level for a minute and then come back, they're all done. And I'm not even talking about like going to a different Titan or something like that. I'm talking about like just going to a different part 
of the level and then turning around and then they're all fucking back. It's really annoying. Like if you're trying to like explore around, like I found myself getting killed a few times because of that, because I like have a really long battle and then I turn around and the guy's back again. I'm like, what the fuck? I did beat a guy to where like I got his gravestone, you know, to where I can like revisit him and fight him again. There are a couple that I yeah, did that. Yeah, I've got one of those. One, uh, well, once you get to, I mean, some of the main story stuff is pretty ridiculous. Like I actually had to like look online for the like, when you get the Titan to go to the next part like that, there were some really, really shit that I just would never figure out. So it is kind of, you kind of do need to use help guides for it to get through. But I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it takes a while to get into. Is there any, uh, did you have any questions about it, John? You've been pretty uh, silent over there. Are you asleep? Yeah. How, how would you explain <laughs> it to a person who has never played a Xenoblade game before? Well, I, I know that you don't like uh, turn-based games, and I think that this game is still pretty much a turn-based game, even though it wants to not look like one. It totally is. Like, basically, I mean, it's an RPG. It's a big it's a big open-world RPG, and you control, like, three characters at once, and basically the way it works is they'll automatically attack the bad guy, like, as you're playing, and you wait for your arts to become available. Arts are basically, like special moves i guess and you can use those in different ways to inflict more damage depending on where you stand and all that and that's kind of how the basis of the game works and once you get to what i was telling jeremy to do like switching between the blades and all that it totally feels like a turn-based game like at least i thought it did you know because it's like all right i'm gonna switch over and do these and then i gotta wait for them to recharge and then i'll do it again you know it's very much like you do a turn and then you do a turn except for in this it's not like you're picking attack it's just automatically attacking and you're just picking the spells is the way i would describe it i guess compared to regular rpgs but it's I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's really pretty. It's super anime. If you like anime, it's very much like that, you know, has a lot of the anime, anime tropes. Like I said, where like one time it's one second, it'll be super serious. And then the next, it'll be like all slapsticky and and silly, you know, but uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's, you know, it's a action, action RPG, uh, open world game. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely an RPG in the sense that like, even if you're not actually colliding with the character you might be causing damage so you know you might run away from a bad guy and they'll attack you by swinging their arm you'll still lose like 20 hit points yeah even though you're like nowhere near them because it's still a turn-based rpg it just kind of has the appearance of an action rpg yeah well if you if you run far enough away from them and they're not shooting at you you can actually get to where you don't get hit. And that's like, I don't feel like it's as easy to run around, run away from guys as it was on Xeno X. Like, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's not as easy to run away from people as Xenoblade X, but it's not as fast as Xenoblade X. Like, your characters could run a lot quicker than that. There's no, like, sprint button or anything like that for, I, no, for as no. I know, yeah. which is annoying. I think, that, I think when you're getting chased down, enemies seem more relentless, but they also, like, drop off quickly after a while. Like, yeah. you'll keep running and they'll be, like, right on your tail and then all of a sudden they don't care anymore. Yeah. Whereas an X, like you would run away really far, and you would still be taking like minute amounts of damage, even though you d- might not even see the bad guy anymore. And then eventually they'd finally like stop. Yeah, I mean, some characters, some guys do that on this. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's like the um, frame rate or something, but I feel like this game moves really slowly a lot of times. And I don't know if you've noticed that, especially like in the in the town when like you see all the people there, it kind of chugs a little bit. Like I've been playing as Nia a lot, and she has that she rides the tiger, and I feel like that that it is slow, like it seems slow, especially when you get the big uh when you big get the balloon Baymax guy. I always felt like that was slow too, because he's huge. He's like bigger than than all your guys, and he's kind of jumping along with you but he like takes up like most of the camera so i was trying to figure out if that was him but i felt like the move the games kind of move slowly for the it most feels part. slower pace than x for sure yeah i'll, I'll call you there x like was a lot the faster. actual locomotion locomotion from one place to another yeah yeah i don't know if it was related to the other xeno games like the xeno saga xeno gears 
Well, I haven't played Xenogears, and I played a little bit of Xenosaga. And Xenosaga was different for as far as I know. But how it relates to Xenoblade Chronicles is uh, it has the same – well, I mean, it sort of has the same battle. The, the battle system has changed a lot since X or Xenoblade Chronicles 1. But it's the same sort of thing where you can, like, do combos with your characters. And it's very it's very close to Xenoblade Chronicles 1 because Xenoblade Chronicles 1 had, like, two titans fighting each other. And you're, like, walking around on these titans. And this one has, like, multiple titans. This game almost feels like it could even be, like, a prequel to uh, – X because a lot of the themes are that like they're running out of resources and the Titans are dying mm. and they're not going to have anywhere to live after that. And X starts out with a them in space trying to find somewhere to live because their world has been destroyed. So it could easily be, you could say that X was a sequel to this or whatever. And that seems to be what it's about, you know, like running out of resources, which is something, you know, we have, we're actually dealing with now. Rather, whether people actually want to believe in it or not, it is a true thing, you know, <laughs> so... But I mean, it's, it's, it's story driven, like it's super cinematic and that's, you know, that's what pulls me in for most of these games. It's just like this, the story and the characters and whatnot. I just thought it was interesting that, that Xenoblade is on the Nintendo systems and didn't like Xenogears begin on PlayStation? Was it PlayStation 2 or 1? Uh, Xeno- I think it was 1. Xenogears was on 1 and Xenosaga was on 2. I think that's just Monolith Soft, you know, like uh, Nintendo picked them up in the GameCube days and uh, it was a pretty awesome score for them, you know, because Monolith did, uh, you know, did like Bait and Kados and, uh, well, I guess basically just Bait and Kados. But um, I was wondering if I was going to ask you if it had like reminded you at all of Bait and Kados, because when you're in the ship and fighting those those soldiers, that kind of reminded me of it, of Bait and Kados. It reminded me of that, yeah. And uh, and uh, skies of Arcadia as well, of course, with all the uh, clouds and stuff. But it, yeah, it's weird. Like I I don't know all the details as to how they how they uh, got a hold of them as a second party company. But I think it's pretty fucking awesome because it's nice to have a solid RPG maker like on them that'll only that'll make ex- exclusives as like ambitious as this stuff. Because like Xenoblade X was like super super ambitious. I mean, I know like some people didn't like it, but I had a lot of fun with that game, and I'll totally I'll totally go to bat for that one. You know. So maybe it should come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel like people should play it. I'm just, I don't think I can just because I put so much time into it that I cannot start it over again. But, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to know? I think we've, uh, feel like we've covered everything I want to say about it. I mean, there's, you know, I've only put so much time into it, so I don't really know, but. Well, well I think you've given me some solid advice. Yeah. Like, uh, I know how I want to approach proceeding with the game now, like what I need to focus on, which I, I kind of already knew. I just didn't really feel like focusing on the details. I wanted to progress with the story. Yeah. No, I mean, that this, this game definitely forces you to understand the system in order to progress. Well, I think you, I think we talked about Bait and Kados like this before, and you said that where like you play it for a while, and then all of a sudden you're like, if you weren't paying attention to what it was saying, like you need to know because it's like, all right, yeah, it's harder now. That did happen. Yeah, I know that happened in Bait and Kados for you, but and one crazy thing in this game that I didn't mention is, you know, like all that tutorial stuff, you can't like come back and see that. Like if you flip through that and don't read it, you can't find it's it. Like you have to find too. it online. Yeah, there's no like tutorial thing that you can go to and like reread what they told you which is great which is a kind of an annoying thing so you got to pay attention to that shit so i've been reading like everything that it says like for tutor- tutorial wise because once you once you go through it it's gone like when they were talking about like toppling and all that it's like they're like you got to break and then topple and then launch and then there's a fourth thing that i don't remember what it is but i can't go back and look at that you know i got to go find it online now mm-hmm. so but it so yeah you really got to pay attention to all the shit that they tell you but once i figured out like i kind of figured out the alternate between the two blades like once i figured that out like i got 
I got a lot better at fighting guys and I was able to fight guys that were like way ahead of my level, you know, and I hadn't been able to do that before. So I feel like I'm getting better at it now, especially with the chips and stuff like that, which I didn't figure that out until way past where you're at, you know, but it's a, yeah, you just, you just kind of got to figure out what everything is and just take it all in and more, more stuff will be available to you as you go. And it's sucks that it takes so long to get there, but I think it's worth it. Like once you get to it. So hopefully it'll be worth it. I mean, I hope it was 60 bucks. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like in the end, like it'll be a good game. That's what I'm thinking. And we'll have updates on it as we go, you know, through the whatever. But uh, yeah, if you guys uh, don't have anything else to say, let's uh, let's call it an episode here. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, this has been episode 99. We are a Nintendo main podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kowski. John Nitter. And uh, make sure you catch our live show next week on December 15th at 11 Central Time on YouTube slash Fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. Make sure and check that out. That's our next big thing. But you can check you can check out our videos. We have a bunch of different videos on there. You should watch the WCW versus NWO World Tour Turns 20 video that I did. It's probably my favorite video. It's only seven minutes long, but I find it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was like one of the better ones that I did. But you can also, you know, you can find us at wherever you sell podcasts. You can find Nintendo Made Podcast. And of course, Nintendo Made Podcast podcast.com is our website where you can find most of our shit and uh you know if you like the show uh, please give us a review on itunes because it could help people to find the show and all that fun stuff but uh you know until then uh play some more xenoblade and shit yeah yeah the fix those blades go find some rare blades anyway we'll see you next week thanks for listening go xeno those blades xenoblades blades <laughs>